Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the downside. Uh, my co-host is. Here's how I listen. I here's don't that, really know what how my co-host we, does for work. Here's, here's how here's, we need we need more Patreon supporters <laughs> because I am on business call right now. I'm on a business call. I'm on a business call. I'm doing work while I'm on a podcast. If you're ever on a Zoom and someone's video isn't on, you should assume they are recording a, a podcast, podcast simultaneously. <laughs> so Russell has opened in front of him, in front of frankly, of of a famous guest. A, a, a great famous. get. Yeah, I know. It's a, a great, great get. A great get. And your laptop is open with 20 people. Only for 18 more minutes. And then we're done. And why? For for who? What's the point? I am hosting a meeting. I You're had to do it. an update at the very beginning of it. And then I was done. But I'm still hosting the meeting. I'm still the thing. So I can't close my laptop and lock it out. I am wildly paranoid that they're hearing all of this and that I would hope that's why I like seeing it because like this I would be the most listeners they, we've ever had for the they would podcast. be like waving being like we can hear you we can hear you <sighs> you know so you're worried though you have to stop it right on time or else they're gonna go oh we all left and Russell's still here I don't know what I guess I could put it down on the ground but there's something that a deep fear of like it it going off mute or something somehow automatically she's so gonna keep it here for the next 18 minutes just 18 more minutes what I think is funny, you you think that it won't like affect your performance. You're like, I can multitask. Meanwhile, I'm gonna be talking. You'll be like, uh huh, uh huh. Fully mute. present. Oh, it's okay, good. I'm fully, fully sure. here. I'm present. I'm checked in, locked in. I I've hear attention, hear attention, hear attention. Well, good. Twenty people. Well, well. Uh, uh, thank you for for being here to to our guest. Thank you for dealing with this. Please uh, uh, welcome. Uh, 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 do, you, do you like the word content creator or do you hate it? It's fine. We all it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Some people don't like the con- they like, don't like the word content. It's like it's just not the only thing I do. Of course. Yeah. What's what's your number one? Do you like to lead with my number one? Th- oh, the problem is I, I mean the thing I make money with is I'm a YouTuber, but it's not the thing I like the most. Yeah. Yeah. It, I once had a, a billboard for outside of a club and it had my face, my name, and it said. Uh, like my credits, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok. Oh. And I was like, I have the same credits as everyone in the audience. <laughs> that's, that's, and they bought tickets to see me? That's absurd. Yeah. yeah. So, YouTuber, I was say, I'm, a, I'm a YouTuber, I'm a writer, I'm a comedian. Yeah. I'm Chris a and Jericho, creator. everybody. Welcome to the downside. Welcome. Thank you. Thank um, you. It's funny that YouTuber, writer sounds so much better. Than YouTuber, yeah. Like just there's a connotation, you know. Yeah, because you're a YouTuber too. You have a YouTube account. Don't call me. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with being a YouTuber? What no, is, there's what nothing it? wrong with it. I'm just saying people hear it, and and there is a I weird know. thing with it. I know. And there is nothing wrong with it, and people make a lot of money on YouTube. So it's just a funny thing of in our heads that there's like a we we. We've got to figure out how we can take it more seriously. Do you know what I mean? We've got to figure this out. <laughs> yeah. Number it one. It starts on with the you and me, guys. Human agenda, <laughs> figuring out how to make YouTubers get respect. It's just a wide umbrella. Yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah. and, and the problem is, how do you say, should say successful YouTuber? Yes. You know what I mean? Like, because that's the differentiation. Professional. That silver thing behind you, you probably sleep on those. That silver YouTube, 100,000 subscribers. You probably have gold-plated no, ones. No, I don't have a gold-plated one because you don't get a gold one until you get a million. And we, I've never done that as an individual. I thought there was a, I thought there was a half million there one. There is not a half million. And one. I hit a half million. I said, where's my fucking plot? <laughs> no, I got to hit a million? You got to make wow. your own for that one. Ooh, no, wow. they don't give you one. Yeah, it's hard being a YouTuber because it is a big umbrella because you could either be like someone who makes things that help people or you could be like a white supremacist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, it's a, it's a really broad brush to paint with. That is true. Yeah. That is true. 
Um, well, uh, very happy to have you. Uh, you're visiting New York. Before we get to you, I have something I want to talk about. I had a thing happen, okay. situation. We can okay. discuss how I should have handled it because it was a first time for me. Okay. I was in Philly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I headlined the weekend, Philly Punchline, good shows. And uh, uh, when I got in my Uber, so I'm leaving the hotel, I get in my Uber, and before they leave, someone opens the other door, the passenger seat, and just gets in <sighs> and says, please, please take me to the train station. Please take me to the train. And, yeah. And, and like not the same train station. Or they said, take me to the bus stop. And I was going to the train station. And the driver, I'm not sure if I got fleeced, which is where we'll go. Where, so I'm there and I don't know what's going on. This is a person who seems that they're struggling. I don't know if they're unhoused or not. Uh, but, but I don't know what to do. And the driver like looks to me. And goes like, do you want to cancel the drive? And I was like, no, I got to make it to the train. Yeah. But the driver acts like I know this person. And and I'm like, no, no, don't cancel. I don't know who who this person is. And she won't leave. And he's kind of asking her, but he's saying, do you want to cancel? And I was like, no, I don't want to, I don't want to cancel. I have to, I have to go. And I ultimately uh, uh, gave her $10. And then she said, thanks. And then she went into the hotel. And that's where I'm suspicious. Where and, and and I'm like the the driver seemed to be acting unusual. He kept saying, "Do you want to cancel? Do you want to cancel? I'll cancel it." And I was like, "No." And I'm just wondering if they were working in tandem. <laughs> because because and it's more this. Wait, wait. If she got the 10 bucks and then like tried to get a cab or started walking away, I'd be like, "Okay, she need to go to the bus station." So your theory She got though, that 10 bucks and she like like turned on a dime like everything's fine and then she went to the hotel. But your theory is though, but like what if you had said fine and taken her to the bus stop? Is it that much further away that he gets money in Uber? Like that much more money? Yeah, how could I ask the I can't ask the Uber driver, "Can you take to the bus stop?" Yeah, you can to put two two stops in Uber. Sure, I just had to make the train. You you're saying at a second stop. At a second stop for her to go to this bus stop. I sure, it like happened very fast. This doesn't seem like a consp- like to get ten dollars out of you. Like I don't. Uh, it feels like a five dollars a person. Work. It feels like a, a lot, lot of work. It works. Yeah, it works. No, but I don't know if it. It feels like a real. I don't think that many people would give her ten dollars, and I think that. What would you have done? I don't know. It, you're right. It's a. It's a very specific situation. I don't know. I think I probably would have added a second stop. I just would have been like, take me to the thing first, and I'll add a second stop. Yeah. Let me ask this: How much? It, let's say that second stop was. 20 bucks more. I I think I would just do it. It's 20 bucks. 50 bucks more. Stop saying that's not wouldn't be that <laughs> much more. I'm trying to figure out where your morality <laughs> caps out. It wouldn't be that much more. It's got to be a like resort. You're not going to the airport. Let me like. just say I think that is a good solution. I think in the moment I was just like I was so I was confused. The driver kept telling me, "Do you want to cancel?" And I was like, "If you cancel, I think I'm going to miss my train." Do you think you're an easy mark? Like do you think people scam you a lot? Okay. <laughs> I definitely, I have, I have this, I have some sympathy. Two times I've been like, uh, or three times I've been marked for sure. Okay. One, when I was a kid, it was like outside of a Broadway theater. I was in New York, maybe for a summer camp or something. And someone was like raising money for a basketball team. And they said, and I had, I had a hundred dollar bill. My dad like would give me a hundred dollars. And I said, oh, could I have 95 back or something? I never saw 
Oh my that, god! So I like lost a hundred bucks. Oh my god! I just gave it to him, and he was like, "Yeah, yeah, I'll be right with you." And then I, I had that feeling of like, "Oh, I'm not getting this back." Yeah. Same thing happened to me at a uh, when I was in Hamburg. We've talked about this on the show. I was too worried to. I was too nervous to go to a sex worker. I went to these people who were going to give me a lesbian show, and then proceeded to. They, I walked in, they said, okay, so there's the little lesbian show, the medium lesbian show, and the big lesbian. And they kept getting more and more money out of me. Yeah. And I saw one nipple. Yeah. That, that <laughs> I was definitely a mark for that. And then once in New York, someone you know, someone came up and they said, can I have directions? I gave them directions. And then they started crying. And they said, can I have money? And I gave them 20. And I think I was a mark. It's hard to tell in New York. I, I've, done yeah, in New York I've done in New York. It happens a lot. And you can think you're going to be not get tricked and... And then ultimately, someone gets you, and your your defenses are down. And you're like, okay, well, sure, you know, like like the uh, the the classic one is like when you're checking out at like a food place, and then they they're all of a sudden there, and you're, that's a hard one to say no to because they know you're gonna buy food, and so you're like, ultimately, I usually just say, yeah, sure, I'll get you something. Yeah. Um, but um, the I did get scammed in New York when I first moved to New York about an apartment. I signed up for some very skeevy service that said they would find me an apartment, and all I had to do was pay $100 and sign some paperwork, and they were going to like assist. So here's where the red flag should have happened. I went to do this in person, and I buzzed in. It was in Times Square, and I buzzed into like a really seedy like like stairwell went up to the room there was multiple buzzers multiple doors that had to be you had to buzz into to get into it so it was like they were like trying to hide in there and keep people out the guy had a baseball bat. <laughs> oh my god he answered the door with a baseball bat. he loves I was sports like, i was also well, you run your own security too I was, I was new to new york and i was like maybe this is just how people answer the door here i don't know i don't <laughs> know new yorker i don't know how dangerous or safe it is yet i don't know yeah. i'm figuring it out so we answered the door with a baseball bat he there was an intensity to this man i signed really i signed i don't know what paperwork gave him a hundred dollars and then what that got me was basically once a week for three weeks he they would send me listings from Craigslist <laughs> like to do my own work. It was not like any sort of thing. It was like, here's some listings and and got me nothing. And then you were like, there's no way you can go and get your money back. That guy's gonna hit you with baseball. Yeah, back, yeah. You know? So that I don't know what that service was, but I got scammed for sure. Okay. My wife almost signed a lease on an apartment in LA uh, that turned the it was a room and the room turned out to be the landing of a staircase. Oh no. <laughs> they put curtains around. Oh my god. <laughs> it was five hundred dollars a month. Well, whose staircase though? Like where like she she just it? they were just like, Yeah, like it's a great room, great location, Silver Lake, Silver Lake apartment room, and like she went to see it and they were just like, Yeah, like we make it work, you know? It's like we just kinda we have like a knocking system before people come up the staircase. <laughs> oh my <A> god <laughs> system. How big of a landing? No, like like this? Like this couch plus another couch. Like these two couches pushed together, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Like n- nonsense. Oh. Like fire problem a knocking there's not even a door to knock yeah it's got to be like a, a padding onto yeah. the a curtain knock system. system um so at least she saw it and said oh no yeah i mean she saw it and she's like i don't think this is the place for me you know it was like, she was young but she wasn't like that young when i was early on 
struggling. I mean, there's no nowhere's feeling than not having a place to stay. Yeah. Figured like I, it's a very awful feeling. Yeah. Uh, there was one time I looked and it was like it's, you can stay in the closet and it's only two hundred dollars and it was like a month, a big closet. Yeah, two hundred a month. That's pretty good. Which th- that's the thing where you're like, could I? Could you lay flat in the closet? Yes, yes, I could okay. lay flat in the closet. Okay, but it's it's Are we blowing up. What's happening? <laughs> What do you think? Someone's doing construction outside. Oh my god! You think? Listen, when you blow up, you're gone. There's no moment of like, oh, is a blow up coming soon? Let me escape it. I don't know. And no one would be Maybe blown Canada's up. Canada's blowing up, and we're slowly feeling it. <laughs> I don't know. Um. Anyways, uh, go ahead. So, so you d- didn't do it? No, but it's it's less even the size. I mean, there was a time in my life I would put up with size small. It's more about you have to go through a bedroom to go to. Yeah. You don't yeah. want to do that. Yeah. Yeah. No. It's ridiculous. That was those. Well, that's like I had an apartment in a story that was a good one, but it was a railroad, and so there were two ways. So the the second bedroom could go out into the hallway to then go to the living room and kitchen, like the shared hallway, like the apartment building hallway. Mm. But if if I wasn't home or the thing, they could just go through my room because it's a railroad. But it's not ideal because I also like sometimes you. I wouldn't be home. I was dating Nicole at the time, so I'd go for a few days and come back, and they didn't know if I was there. You know what I mean? Like, so not not a great situation uh, to build an apartment that way. They were walking on you. Yeah, one time. <laughs> and, and when I say you, solo. Nicole, no, oh, with Nicole. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, one time. They just opened it up. They well, and I hadn't been home for days, so they just assumed, and they just like came in. And you were. No, no, they didn't see anything. It was there was covers involved, but but, there, but is there usually a lot of cover? A lot of just lot. <laughs> ten covers wrapped around. <laughs> That's funny. Like like you know someone who's been in New York for so long. Every time they make love, they have to do it under it's every like, cover. So many covers. It's just someone might walk in. It's like we've moved in. to South Dakota now. It's At fine. Any moment, yeah. So, oh god, are you an easy mark? Otherwise, am I an easy mark? Yeah, for like people ask for money. Like, do you? I don't know if I'm a mark. Like, it's not like I. It's not like when someone asks me for money, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm really all in on the story you're telling me. It's like if someone asks me for money, they need money. Sure. Yeah. And I'm just gonna give, like, you know, within reason. I'm probably gonna give them the money. I don't disagree until you live in New York and you walk home from when I walk home from the comedy store in the summer. There's ten people who need money, and it becomes a like. That's all I made tonight at the cellar. I got to tell you, a really, really sad thing happened the other day where I said, because usually what I do, I never have cash, but I do have cash right now, but I never have cash. And I usually always say, uh, I don't have, I don't have cash. I mean, it's not a lie. It's just like, I don't carry cash. But the other day I said my lie or my normal line and I did have cash because I have cash and he, I was had my phone. I was on my phone. And I said, I'm so sorry, I don't have cash. He saw it. And he goes, I see cash right there. And I said, I looked at him and I said, it's a 50. And he understood that that was too much. That that, that I, that giving 50, it would be, it would be, that's a big give. It would be, it would be really nice is the word you're looking for. It'd be really active generosity is <laughs> the word you're looking for. It would, for. but also the, I, I both loved and was mad that he called me on it. I, I like, I loved that he was like, I see it right there. And I was like, fair enough. And then I, I was like, I'm going to be honest with him too. And I'm like, it's a 50. And he was like, oh, it's a 50. He got, he got that it was, that's a lot. Cause it also 10 or under. Yeah. I'm going to like, give, I'll, I'll give that away. Sure. Sure. But also I think it is hard now that I don't carry cash 
that when I have cash, I feel like I never have cash. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't carry cash. Yeah, like for I'll, I'm just gonna lose it. I'm gonna drop it in the street. Yeah, and then it's someone else's good day. I get cash. Paying just fifty they with pay a paying fifty cash. with a card feels less of a thing than giving fifty dollar bill away. Yeah, that's sense. sure. I think more and more people have Venmo these days or Cash App yes. or like you, they're they're getting rid of that excuse. Yeah. Well, I give money for music. Uh, if there's a musical person, yes. if I watch more than if I watch like more than sixteen measures of a song, yeah, I'm like okay. Here's a dollar. Yeah. Yeah. In LA, I know there's there's homeless people in LA, but like are they asking for money as often as New York? I feel you know, like it's different culture. So I live I live about, about a block and a half away from Skid Row. So uh-huh. never. And we uh, say Skid Row, because I know Little Shop of Horrors. That was a musical idea. Down on but like, Skid oh I know, yes. Yeah, but is, is that is that the Skid Row they're referring to, or is Skid Row a, a term that means is Skid Row? Next to downtown LA, Skid Row is in downtown LA. Okay, it's a so part. It's a part of. It's not a, a street sign that says Skid Row. No, well, but it's a long. Thing. No, it, like, like if you look on Google Maps, it will say Skid Row, and like you know, obviously like, there's signage around. You 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 know it's Skid Row. Like it's it's clear. Um, I here's the thing. I think because I look like and identify mostly as female, people don't really come up to me that much. Uh-huh. I think I, I that's my guess, but like I don't really. It's not really an issue, like sure for me personally. So like if somebody kind of like works up the courage to actually ask me for something, if I have something, I'm just gonna give it to you. Yeah, sure, like, sure. We live in a terrible world, and like definitely. You know, so I could use twenty bucks. <laughs> You're for, you. Can- <laughs> this is the downside. One, two, three. Downside. You're listening to The Downside. The Downside. With John Marco Cerezi. There's there's one guy that is my neighborhood, um, and he always sits outside the liquor store. So occasionally I'll buy him food. And he uh he's so funny because he's so mean about it. He's not nice. He's a real character. <laughs> and he'll be like, I don't like that. And you'll be like, Well, I'm like and then like you'll ask him, like, what do you want? And sometimes they don't have it's very specific. Um, I don't do it every time, but like, you know, he, he's always there, so it's like so, um, but it's just so funny how kind of rude he is about things. He's very blunt. Um, uh-huh. um, you ever get like, how has he been rude to you? He's, he's been rude to me and to Nicole. Like, it's just like, just like in the way of like, um, he'll be very honest if he doesn't like what you've gotten him. And you'll ask, like, trying to like do a good job to get him things that he likes. And then he'll be like, I can't eat that. I don't like that. You know, like that kind of thing. And you're like, okay, man, well, we're <laughs> like, what do you offer him that he's like, no, uh, I don't know. Maybe you should learn more about what he wants. I know. Yeah, maybe you should take maybe. some time, take him take him out, say, you know, what are your allergies? That's true, yeah. What's your favorite flavor? Yeah. Um, this is the downside. This is a place where we bring people on to find out how generous they are to, to unhoused people. Um, we talk, we, we get negative here. We're honest about ourselves. We, uh, we don't look for silver linings. We look for <laughs> shitty, shitty corners. And uh, I've been working on this intro for 200 episodes, and this is what I got. Okay. If you're a fan of the show, join the Patreon, patreon.com slash downside. We got bonus episodes. We got a live episode coming out soon with Emily Wilson that was so good. And uh, uh, bonus everything. It's fantastic. Patreon.com slash downside. Thank you for coming. You're welcome. Uh, this is our first time meeting. Yes. Yes. Whew. Jesus. <laughs> Could you imagine? I, like, I, we actually dated three years ago. <laughs> <laughs> We know each other from the internet. Um, uh, you have a you have a, a fascinating life because you didn't you didn't get into entertainment until much later in your life. Uh, 
I guess. I mean, I I didn't even think of it that way. But yeah, I mean, my 20s, I didn't, I don't think I really, I didn't really start getting famous on BuzzFeed until like my early 30s. I want to say 32, 33. Well, I want to say, I'm, I'm 35, you're 54. We, BuzzFeed was less a part of my life. Like, it's, it's speaking of YouTubers, yeah. my opener is 24. And like he like has YouTube stars, and YouTube was just we, we didn't we talked about this on the, the Emily Wilson podcast. We didn't have like um, we didn't we just went to YouTube for specific things. Yeah. Other people that was their TV channels. Yeah. yeah, I was still watching TV and and all that stuff. So I know BuzzFeed like from the side. I watched the listicles. I did the quizzes. But yeah. you were when did BuzzFeed start? Do you know? I want to say 2006? 2006. 2008? One of those oh. two. I don't really remember. It didn't... I I, I, joined, I joined the club. I joined in 2013. Late 2013 is when I got hired. Um, and like it is weird because like BuzzFeed is a thing. I never experienced BuzzFeed outside of being at BuzzFeed because I was there before it was like a huge, massive thing. And then I left right after it stopped being that. So yeah. like I experienced that entire phenomenon from the inside. Yeah. Um, and like as I tell people all the time, like I have a job that did not exist when I was in grad school. So like, sure. you know, it, we're, we're kind of just making it up as we go along. Yeah. I mean, my BuzzFeed was like cracked.com yeah uh e-bombs world that was a big one do you know e-bombs yeah. world oh yeah oh, yeah that was at our that was our generation yeah. you were an e-bombs world guy no really i mean i've heard of it i never i didn't really use it though what was your website for like i don't know videos i don't know i didn't i don't feel like i had like that was a thing in my like i didn't really do that where did you see mr hands Mr. Hands, which one's that? That's a no. horse. One. No, <laughs> but that was an E-Bombs World thing. It was okay, E-Bombs World, was like saying, housed, I, like can I say, like, like stories. It was like comedy and like weird anime jokes and video game jokes, and then like kind of snuffed types. I, I think was, that I was never the one that was like I was. I was usually a friend showing me those things. Mm-hmm. I wasn't like regularly seeking that out. When were you in college? Two thousand five to two thousand eight. Okay, so you, I think you were went to college a little late for E Bombs World because I think E Bombs World was really popular when I was in college, mm-hmm. which is like right before that. Yeah. So it's possible that like because YouTube was, I think YouTube started in two thousand five, two thousand six. Yeah. I mean, I remember YouTube in college. Yeah. Sure. But it was like it was like oh look this like you send someone send you a specific video or you know yeah i wasn't surfing youtube Mm -hmm. did you know that google images blew up after the janet jackson justin timberlake super bowl nipplegate i hate everything (laughs) yeah but but like it's because everyone was like wait where and it was like well we need a website for this so some guys in some vests were like i want to make that easier for all the weirdos what year was that oh boy i was i was in four all I remember is I I was at my dad's girlfriend's house and I called my mom after because uh, we talk about nipples a lot. And I called her because I, I'd seen it. It was so quick. And I just remember I was like, did I just see that? Like there was a feeling of, did I just see what I think yeah. I saw? Mm-hmm. And I called my mom and I was like, yeah. did you see? It's like, yeah, I think I saw. Can I tell you a joke I made? It I was at a, uh, a party of adults watching the Super Bowl, a uh-huh. joke I made that killed, absolutely killed at this party, was, uh, I must have been a senior in high school. Um, <laughs> this One of my parents' friends kept talking about how there's a special guest 
other than Justin Timberlake and Janet Jackson. He kept being like, I think there's another special guest. And uh, after that happened at the end, I go, well, I guess we know who the special guest was. (laughs) Everyone, everyone, biggest, (laughs) biggest laugh I've ever gotten in my life. Did you do you do it at that big a character? <laughs> well, I guess I know this person. I was really prepared to not actually, like that joke. I, actually, I, really, I was mentally preparing to be mad. I actually yeah, had yeah. a microphone. I like pulled it out from the sofa and this was like <laughs> Yeah, it's oh it was it was it was poor Janet. Poor Janet, yeah. Poor Janet. Yeah, no. I mean Justin Timberlake sucks. Like he did I her dirty. He's pretty I think it's he's it's a done deal. <laughs> right. What, Everyone's kind of over him. Isn't aren't they? He doesn't really sing per- anymore. He doesn't really perform anymore. All I know is like NSYNC, there are rumors that NSYNC is going to still announce a tour. They did Hot Ones together. I mean, I, I you know, I think that there are enough people in NSYNC where they can sort of like blunt the, the, the problems of, like there's four other guys. Sure. Um, so unless one of those four guys also does something terrible to an iconic singer. Like, you know, I think it'll be probably fine. I think like, Backstreet's got more is baggage. Lance, is Lance oh, Bass Backstreet baggage. or... NSYNC. NSYNC. What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> it's Lance Bass Backstreet. I, I, I think what would be fun, given that Lance Bass uh, uh, came out of the closet after being in the group, mm-hmm. that, you know, he had to sing all these songs all the time about women and I love you and like, ooh, girl, you're hot, that now NSYNC should incorporate... More gay songs that they all have to sing too. Yeah, like yeah. I think they all five should do a whole album that's just like being attracted to other men. And I think you know, in 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 uh, in exchange, the four straight members should have to sing gay love songs for just a couple years. I think that's only fair. Only fair. I'm sure they would love to. I mean, financially, it would probably Justin would be like, "Will this fix everything?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because then, yeah, I'm down. Yeah. I'll, I'll I'll pull a cup off someone, have their dick yeah. go out of the Super Bowl. <laughs> Yeah, that's and the way like, to wait. fix it. He has to pull a dick out yeah. at the Super Bowl. He has to pull his own dick. Yeah, out. he has to pull his own, own dick, dick out. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It has to be pierced. Yeah. <laughs> is that the que- is the question though? <laughs> that's that is really funny. As a country, we will forgive you of all your sins, Justin Timberlake, if you pull your dick out. I'm gonna have you, Nick. Under this. <laughs> it's very generous. It's a, big- a very generous <laughs> Justin Timberlake <laughs> dick. <laughs> If you and the Super Bowls, the Super Bowl goes fool us once, shame on you. <laughs> fool us twice. Oh. Wow, we solved it. We did it all. <laughs> okay, you, there's no way they can pick it up on the microphone. There is there's a strange. A there's there seems a wall to be sawing down. sounds, kind of going in a circle around us. Is there someone, <laughs> something in a circle? Sawing the fucking wily e. Coyote <laughs> cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> end up in the street there's this incredible you have you seen about this thing with the chabad tunnels and Brooklyn? Yeah. yeah so there's some guy on twitter and he like years ago he was like i swear i hear jews on oh, yeah. the floor and yes. i'm on the ground level and of course everyone said you're an anti-semite oh my god that and is then so and then funny. he says you motherfuckers i knew it <laughs> There were Jews underneath I knew me I the whole Jews time. He said, I heard Yiddish. And people yeah. are probably like, you are? You're crazy. Yeah. And turns out he was, he was right. right. He was right. It's a Twilight Zone episode come to life. <laughs> that is a tough one. Can you imagine? If you said that to me, I'd be like, Russell, stop. you got to stop telling people that. <laughs> Every I don't think episode. I would tell anyone. You have to kick know. him off the podcast. <laughs> I think I, I would move and just pretend it wasn't ever <laughs> happening. I never heard it. <laughs> um. So, so you you joined BuzzFeed. How did you fall into that job? 
Uh, I had a friend who worked there. Okay, so this is actually a weird story. I was, I was interviewing for. So do you remember Gawker tried to reboot Defamer in like the early 2010s? I know Gawker, but what was Defamer? Defamer was like their Hollywood blog. Okay, and it, it, it they had it and it died and they tried to reboot it. Uh-huh. Um, and I was at like my shitty job. And I think they were like, we would, we're taking open submissions for this job. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to write something shitty and snarky. And, and like, I shot it off. And then like 20 minutes later, they were like, hey, do you want to come? I want to stay to like the Tropicana pool bar and like yeah. meet with us to talk to us about this. Uh, and then I told my friend who worked at BuzzFeed that I was interviewing for this job. And she said, no, no, don't go work for Gawker. Come work for us. Mm. And so I kind of used that interview to like to get another interview. And then, were you um, in the blogs? Like, were you writing blogs? No, I was. An assi- I was an assistant in the valley. I was like twenty nine years old, and my life was like nowhere and nothing. Like, it was terrible. Uh, I used to be. I was never a Gawker guy, but I did on the Daily Check, TMZ, and Perez Hilton. I got. Oh my I god! Admit, oh my god! Why would you ever tell us that? <laughs> you a lot of people are doing it. Uh, yeah, but you don't have to tell anyone. Yeah, <laughs> Perez. Oh, there's a classic where like Ellen DeGeneres had Perez on her show to be like. You're mean, right? Yeah. And you're going to stop being mean. And Perez was like, yeah, you're yeah. right. And then oh later, God. I know Perez was so excited. Oh, those TMZ people. those bit, I hate when I see, when you're in like a hotel and you're like flipping around and for whatever reason, TMZ, you know, you don't see it. Yeah, usually. yeah, yeah. And then you see that channel when they're sitting in that room and they're just like making jokes, but it's like the worst kind of yeah. things I've ever heard. And, and they know. just like, sometimes they, they try to be really sincere so and then other times they're like, so Kanye was having a mental breakdown. Let's bring him in the studio and talk yeah. to him for uh. an hour and just air it unedited. Uh. And then that owner is like, he's like 70, but he like yeah. looks, he's like super tan and yeah. he still yeah. is like, like he's doing it all. Frankly, he looks good for his age. Yeah, he's being held together with like spit and tape and like thousands of dollars, I'm guessing. Yeah. TMZ is crazy because like TMZ is everywhere in LA. Like they have Ugh. they have their hands in every pocket. It's like it is like they have a more complex spy network than I think the ones that we use our tax dollars for, if I had to guess. They I saw it was just like recently it was like Timothy Chalamet where they they just approach as if they're like, Hey Timothy, uh Anything about the the rumor at the Golden Globes that you wouldn't take the picture with so-and-so? Don't pretend like you don't know every part of this. Selena Gomez whispered to Taylor Swift mm-hmm. that Timothy wouldn't take a... that that Who's Timothy dating? Uh, Jenner. Kylie, Jenner. Kylie Jenner. Kylie Jenner. Whatever. But it's just like, when Alec Baldwin like punches a, a, a paparazzi guy, part of me is like, I, I do get it. I do get it. These people are... Just harassing you yeah. nonstop. Yeah. There was some movie made called like Paparazzo and it was like a celebrity's wife died because the paparazzi, you know, like kind mm-hmm. of Princess Diana style and then he was going to kill all the paparazzi. Oh my God. It, it felt very much like a movie like that a bunch of Hollywood people were like, this is Yeah, relatable. we love yeah. this movie. This is relatable <laughs> to everyone in middle America. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you want to just kill paparazzi? Starring Liam Neeson. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That kind of movie. Yeah. Um. So they're around LA a lot, like you see them. No, I think just anecdotally, you know that like they just happen, they just have eyes and ears everywhere. They just, I don't know, they're just like a, a very complex network, or at least, you know, they were for a long time. I, I haven't checked in on TMZ lately, so like this is not like on the pulse about yeah. TMZ, but I think like it's kind of as it's known that like they just, they're very committed to their craft of knowing too much about people. That's how I know we make it when we leave this podcast studio and someone is out there. 
It's, it's got to be embarrassing in the beginning. It's just one guy's like, hey. Hey. Any upcoming downside guests that are excited? <laughs> and you're like, uh, let's And you're no. too eager. You're like, oh, no. Hi, hello. Oh, oh, hello. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so you joined BuzzFeed. And was it was it on this role? Was it on this like explosion thing yet? N- kind of. I mean, I think people knew about it, but it wasn't like BuzzFeed was still very focused on having a house style. They're very focused on like the voice is the voice of BuzzFeed. It's not the voice of Kristen or the voice of someone else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then what happened was they started making videos and people started getting attached to the people in videos. And then the whole like house style thing kind of got like thrown out the window. Sure. Um, and that, but that started about when I joined, I would like uh, 2014 is kind of when it really started cooking with gas. And then like by 2015, it was like full fledged. Did you feel like the offices got upgraded? There were better snacks. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was like, I, I, working at BuzzFeed in the 2010, it was like every behind the music documentary, basically. Oh, yeah. Where it's like, everything was great, kind of, until it wasn't. Like, it's, yeah, it was, like, our offices got bigger, and like they would, people were getting hired all the time, and, like, they would bring in, like, you know, I don't know, random, we had part. we constantly had parties. We constantly had parties. What, were they, like, drinking and, and... Oh, yeah. It was, like, people drink at the office all... I don't know, just saying this, whatever. Right. It's fine. <laughs> no, people drink at the office all the time. Not, like, during the day, but, like, it was... There were always parties. There were people would go back to the office, like, after the end of the day and, like, hang out there until, like, 2 in the morning. Like, we'd go to the bar and then go back to the office. Yeah. Like, it... No, it was... It was it was a, a particular moment in time. People, listen, people, WeWork's whole pitch when WeWork exploded was we have a beer on tap. Yeah. Like that was the thing. Yeah. It's truly that line probably helped them explode to this. So people like to drink at work. Yeah. I mean, we had a drink cart. We had a drink cart that would come around. Oh. Wow. That's fancy. Drink cart, you wouldn't last there a week. That's fancy. <laughs> nice. We had a, yeah. And like, was there a drink maker where they like, do you want a mojito? You want a margarita? No, I mean, it was the drink cart was like, I want to say it was like a Friday thing. Like they would have someone push around the drink cart and be like, do you want like it was, it was it was one of many silly amenities. Like people will come in. The thing also is that like PR people wanted to be seen in the office all the time. Mm-hmm. So like people would just drop in to the office. Yeah. Like one time Richard Simmons just showed up and I think it was like one of the last times he was seen in public. Wait, has he not been seen? No. Yeah, there's a whole... He's, he, like, is a recluse. Oh. And it was, like, very... I don't know how sharp it was, but, but yeah, there was... Someone did a whole podcast of, like, is he okay? Mm-hmm. And he's, like, released a statement, like, please leave me alone. Oh, I didn't know it this. It sounds like he was... He's depressed? I don't know. I mean, I know one day he showed up to the offices unannounced, and no one was expecting him, and he was just there. Was he, like, in his outfit no he was just i have a picture of myself with him during that time where like he i think showed up he he just showed he showed up he did, he took like and everyone wanted to take pictures of him and he wanted to get like a, a specific <laughs> he had a bespoke pose for every person who took a picture with him so for some people it was like let's do a prom photo i think for me we're like holding hands like this like look like mid twirl or something it's like it was very that's why i'm disappearing is so weird because he had bespoke poses for all <laughs> yeah. his shoots. yeah yeah I'm listen. I'm really struggling after shows. I take pictures with people sometimes, and I'm like, I got three faces, and I do them every time, and I can't think of anything new. That's fine. It's just a yeah. You don't want to. Also, you're on like you know you don't want to not smile. Sometimes I sometimes I do. I mean, <laughs> for downside for people who like the podcast, I always want to do like a let's look unhappy, and they're like, really? Oh, let's do a happy one now. Yeah. I'm like okay. Well, that's yeah. Then you're right. doing more. Mm. Um, Richard Simmons came in. 
did he did he go can we do a video like i don't understand he just wanted to he just wanted to be he just wanted to be in the office like it this happened some like one day i mean celebs would come in because they were doing like content and like sometimes we would get like like one day paul rudd showed up to the office uh-huh which was like a very <laughs> paul rudd showed up to the office to do a quiz and we were all very excited because it was a small office um and he was given a laptop to take this quiz. And meanwhile, we're all talking about Paul Rudd on Slack and being like, Paul Rudd's here and he's so hot. We love, he's great. And look at his hair, whatever. And he sees a notification, clicks into the Slack, reads all our Slack messages. <laughs> what, like, they would say, like, oh, I'm going to sit on that face. <laughs> no, I mean, like, I, don't, it, I like, don't remember, but it was God. definitely like. Come on, if you're talking about Paul Rudd on the Slack, someone's saying that eventually. Yeah, I mean, he came out and it was just like, I thought you guys were all really quiet. And we were like, ah, you got us. <laughs> <laughs> That's, he literally came into the office to take a BuzzFeed quiz. What was the quiz? I don't even remember. It was so long ago. I mean, you ever make those quizzes? Yeah. Uh, for, I mean, I was a writer on the site for. I want to say like full time, two years, and then I got slowly sucked into video. Like, did oh. you ever take a BuzzFeed quiz in your life? I think so. Yeah, sure. And what? What were like? What? Disney I have no, princess? no. You know, I think I probably took a bunch. I don't. It remember. was so deeply. It became such yeah. a cultural cornerstone. Yeah. I still know comedians with bits about a BuzzFeed quiz. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, quizzes were like such a. What a weird. What a weird time. It was like you know, it, I mean, I made probably dozens on dozens of quizzes i can't i don't even know how many posts i made for buzzfeed probably in the hundreds i don't even there are posts where sometimes i'm like i don't even remember right like i wrote a whole thing i don't remember writing any of this because it was yeah. just like it's like a machine um like the people who write for the website it's like it is a thankless job it is it sucks it's i'm kind of glad i didn't do it for that long because like i would have lost my mind mm -hmm. um so in this excitement period was it, did you feel good? Did you feel on top of the world? Was no, there... every day you were going to, every day it was like, I'm going to get fired today. Even though like almost no one got fired. It was like, yeah. it just, no, you constantly were worried about, because like, yeah, this is, I feel like I'm doing a behind the music right now. You have to imagine that when you were there, it was like, you know, the numbers were so big because they were, the numbers were huge. Yeah. It was like, they were massive numbers on the website was massive it through facebook that like was this where facebook and buzzfeed were working in tandem or like well yes and no facebook and, and us we were like us i don't work there anymore <laughs> facebook and buzzfeed they were like kind of frenemies were like buzzfeed would kind of figure out the algorithm and then it would be like we figured it out and then the algorithm would change and it would be like uh-oh everything we know is wrong we got to figure it out again and like you know when an algorithm would change like a BuzzFeed competitor, like sometimes would die. And so, sure. Yeah. So, sure. like, you know, it would be that brutal. It was that important to understand Facebook. Mm -hmm. And of course, like, we find out later that Facebook is juicing all the shit and like making up these numbers. Sure. Or the whole college. I mean, I was, we, we kind of like were moving more in comedy, like, right as a lot of those things collapsed, unfortunately. Yeah. I had a general audition at College Humor like right before the New York offices closed. Like it just felt like, man, I got I got yeah. right too late. Yeah. Where I went there and I remember going to College Humor's offices and it was like, you know, so the first time I ever seen like a snack, like a, just a wall of different kinds of snacks. And they're free. Snacks. The yeah. snacks are free. And free. Yeah. And, uh, and then the next day there, it was just the whole Facebook video inflation count. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Everyone had leaned into Facebook. Facebook said, actually, no one's really watching this. They all lost. Yeah. And, uh, oh, so, okay, so, so you felt you were in with that rise. Mm -hmm. Office is getting bigger, more famous. Mm -hmm. 
do you do you have your own were you happy ever? <laughs> um I what a great question. I would say there were there were genuine moments where I was happy. And there were also many more genuine moments where I was like, I'm going to die today. I know it. I, I'm just going to have a heart attack in the office because I'm so stressed out. And I think that, you know, overall, it's a net positive experience. But like the vibrating, because we were, everyone was super competitive. You're super competitive with other things on the internet. And it's like, the thing is, is we were... <laughs> we were making stuff that was going viral all the time, which doesn't happen ever. Yeah. Which is wild. Yeah. And so like your expectation for what you're supposed to produce is ridiculously inflated. It has no relationship to reality. And so when you can't, like when you get a video that was like only like a million views, it was like, Oh, which is banana pants. Yeah. Yeah, Like, and so, you know, like, there, I got to do things at BuzzFeed that like I'll never get to do in my life. Like, I got to play with baby elephants in Kenya, like that is very much my jam. Yeah. Now, would yeah. you want to do that? Yeah, I love. Oh my god. Someone yeah. recently, my my opener Liam Nelson, he showed me pictures from the Bahamas. He went surfing with pigs, and I was like, that's wow. my dream now. Yeah. That, dolphins. Yeah. Baby elephants. Yeah. It's like they're like little. If what if a puppy was a boulder? Yeah. And they're snuggly. They're like, they're into yeah, it. Yeah, they're so cuddly and they're also very dangerous. So. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, they're they're big. Even a baby elephant. Yeah, like, could... well, if they're this high, but they are, they're like rocks. They're like, and they, they're, they're like playful little rocks that are just like, what's up? Like, my mom's dead, but I love you. Oh, their moms are dead? Yeah. It, they're, it's a, well, they're yeah. orphans. <laughs> yeah, they're orphans. Oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah. I thought they were just visiting. <laughs> no. No, you can just go date. and take them from their parents. No, these, you know? they, we weren't going out into the wild and finding wild. No, these are or- at an orphanage. Did they yeah. say any, like, do they say, like, don't go behind it? Don't go under it? Well, don't so we got, five. we got to do like a, like a, like a private interaction with the elephants. So like when they were coming out to get like their milk bottles in the morning, oh my God, like they, my they, they came running down the hill, oh all of God. these little babies. Uh, and like, we basically like, they're like, don't touch their trunks. Um, but like, I think also don't touch their ears, but you can pet their backs. The, the biggest appendages on a fucking yeah. elephant. I know, but they don't like it. They, they, they get, sure. Um, but they were, I mean, they were so, they're, they're curious. They're, they're, like they're funny they chew on you for no reason like they're affectionate like they're just like could you feel their intelligence like they're yeah because they're these animals that like have funerals i mean they're yeah because like they're just as interested in you as you are in them i see because they're just like what is like what what's your whole deal like and then like after a while they're like i'll find someone else like that you're boring like they they want stimulation as much as you do so like Yeah. yeah Oh, no, it's incredible. It's like, and I'll never, ever be able to do that outside the context of BuzzFeed. So, like, I got moments, like, but also on that same trip, like, I almost had, like, a nervous breakdown. So, like, it, you know, it... Sure. High highs, low lows. But is this, like, was this self-inflicted or, like, if you saw a video under a million views or a million views, you said, oh, fuck, 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 fuck. And someone, did someone talk to you? Did someone say, hey... Only three million views on the elephant video. You should have touched the trunk, pissed it off, yeah, made a bit. Um, I mean, I don't think one failure wasn't a big deal. It was like a chain of failures that became a big deal. Mm-hmm. And so, if you weren't someone who was capable of creating viral content, it was very difficult to be successful or happy at BuzzFeed, which is a you know. 
creating vi- there are people who go their whole lives without being able to create viral content having to do it sitting cons- with two of them <laughs> <laughs> it's really it's really hard it's like i mean you can un- I, I know i, I know yeah, like, yeah I, I know i mean i you know i live and breathe the principles of how to create content that like emotionally connects with people <laughs> let me just we have to pause i know you can't hear it <laughs> The construction around us is comical. It's, it is like a power it's drill. It's getting closer. And it's closer right next to Russell. To me. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it, but yeah, you felt it. I mean, like you felt the, you would feel the pressure of like performing. And then also like, you know, if ever you asked for a raise, it'd be like, well, you know. I know. And then think you're like, at the time you're like, no, I know you got the money right now. I yeah, mean, yeah. Like, people have viewed the videos that I have been in and made literally billions of times yeah billions but like i that whole time i was there i was like i'm about like you were made to feel like yeah anything was all new in the sense that there wasn't like price points necessarily to compare it to yeah no you couldn't know for sure like they could claim well you got those views because we're buzzfeed's brand yes and you don't even confidently know if i leave buzzfeed do i carry any of this stuff with me can I launch my own channel? I'm sure that beginning part is very scary. Oh, and don't worry. They definitely made us feel like if we left, our lives would be over. How so? Like, did they sit you down and say... Like, I mean, I think at one point I was trying to negotiate. Like, we were... At one point, I had to sign a contract. And, like, you know, I... <laughs> at one point, I signed a contract that had no numbers in it. None. Zero. And, like, the the caveat was, like, just trust us. It'll be fine. Uh-huh. Um, and like, I think in the beginning where I was like, hey, it's weird that I'm being asked to sign a contract with no numbers in it. They were like, well, if you think you can leave and do better elsewhere, you're free to go. Like, so there's always kind of an undercurrent of like. It's like you should have had agents representing you within the company. But but it, it was like, I mean, you, you could compare it. It's the same way where MGM had their stable it was the of studio stars. Yeah. Yeah. It's exactly what it, yeah. and the thing is, is like if you li- if you look at like Zay Frank interviews from like really early a video, he talks about being like, I want to recreate the studio system. And everyone was like, that seems fine. Like, sure. <laughs> yeah. But in a way, it's very successful. Like you see, I think we go through waves of, I mean, we're clearly in such a deep independent mm-hmm. wave, but it'll come back. It's all it's all cyclical. Yeah, I mean, I hope not. It's like it's not it's not a fun system to be a part of because you do kind of feel like a piece of furniture that's kind of being moved around in like different areas and like mm-hmm. it's like super dependent on like the you know it. It took me a long time to realize that the reason why my content did well is because of me and not because of you know Daddy Jonah Peretti. Sure, I think as someone outside of the system, there is a part of me where I go like. You got to be, and I'm not, again, I'm not saying like, well, you should be grateful. I'm just saying like, I'm like, oh, I'm so nice, jealous of like, wow, what a great launching pad. Mm-hmm. My YouTube had three subscribers for a long time. It is a great launching pad. The thing is, it's like, you know, I, and I don't, I, uh, I paid for it with, uh, you know, sure. all the mental illnesses yeah. that I acquired yeah. during that time. So like, I think that. I am gra- I am grateful. I mean, I, re- I don't know. I didn't, I didn't realize this was the gratefulness podcast. No, no, no. We're gonna. We're gonna <laughs> no, no, no. You're right. grateful. Say you're grateful for Buzzfeed. No. Okay. So let's go to the turn. We're big so Buzzfeed boys. You're here. growing. You're growing. You're growing. Okay. Drink carts. Uh, uh, Russell. Russell Simmons. Peter Simmons. Uh, Richard Simmons? Simmons. Richard Simmons. Russell. Simmons. Russell Simmons. Um, everything's great. Blowing up. You're stressed, but you're getting seen. Yeah. Where's the turn? 
Um, and, and is it is it immediate? Do you feel, or is it like things like we're not going to have the drink card on Friday? You know, like they yeah, start yeah, taking yeah. away little things. Hey, the vodka's empty. Well, well we're, we're not, not going to do vodka anymore. I mean, the big the the I should have seen it in retrospect turn or the commonly. I th- accept- retrospect first. Retrospect first. The retrospect turn was when they asked us to make our own channel for our show. When they were like, "Yeah, we're just we're gonna we're gonna make you're gonna make you're gonna launch a channel of the show. It's gonna be great, um, and you're gonna be expected to maintain this channel, and we are gonna support you with resources to do that." I should have looked at that and been like. No, that's not going <laughs> to And things- why did they do that? They just needed you to take on more responsibilities because they couldn't cover it? So new channels uh, do better. Uh, mm. And so when you launch a new channel, especially if you're launching a new channel with, I guess, older IP, like the known things, yeah. it's going to be prioritized by YouTube and it's going to do better. So like they were incentivized to start new channels with familiar talent. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, starting and maintaining a YouTube channel sucks it's super hard you know this oh, no, no, it's just yeah like, it's super hard it's yeah. um russell has no clue <laughs> russell has no idea no. super hard it's 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 a you know it's a full-time job it's a every week of the year job um so like that probably you know i think and they want to be clear when full-time job not like the kind of one that you just did at the beginning of the show one where like you have to be like actively yeah you tell me about full-time jobs i currently have three full-time fucking jobs you You call this a full-time job okay i have you call this a full-time job (laughs) i have two full-time jobs and this very part-time job thank you (laughs) oh my god uh yeah i don't even know what i was talking about um yeah, I, I think that's when I should have known, uh-oh, I think this is bad. Yeah. Um, But I was just so in it that I was like, I got to just get to the next day. Um, The commonly accepted, the, sh- the party is over, is there was like a massive layoff in January 2019 that was handled horribly. It got leaked to the media <gasps> by like, a board, not a board member, but it got leaked to the media by somebody super high up. I, I have my theories as to who it is, but like, I don't know. Um, so you had been with the company how long at this point? 2019, so about six, five, five years six and years. change. Five years and change. Yeah. And so, so how big was this layoff? What percentage? How many? <sighs> it was big. It was... Um, it was big. Was I don't, we, I don't we, know if we, we hear were, about were you laid percentage off? Why, was I laid off? You were, yeah. No. no. Okay. I quit. Of my own volition. Oh, okay, we, cool. we would not have anyone no. who's laid off as a guest. Oh, uh, <laughs> That's been a rule from day one. I mean, I, <laughs> no, look, I, I feel like from the outside, we hear about big yeah. layoffs all the time. Yeah. So I'm so, so curious. Like we, we hear like, you go to your email and you're just locked out. Your key card doesn't work. What yeah. was this like? It was... Here's the thing. I, I should say about this layoff, I did not lose my job in it. So for me, it was not like the experience it was for people who were laid off. So like, yeah. it, I, I'm talking about it from the perspective of someone who stayed afterwards, not from like mm. the perspective of losing my job. I, so I did not lose my job. Because I, you know, I don't want people to be like, well, you, it was, you thought the layoff was bad, but you kept your job? It's ridiculous. Sure, yeah. Um, but like basically, they ha- the layoffs got announced before they had decided who was going to be laid off. Oh my God. So oh my, you got one more <laughs> quiz to post. Yeah. 
<laughs> this quiz better fucking better nail be it. Which Harry Potter house are you, please? <laughs> so, so they so basically a bunch of people got into a room and just like you know how when you're moving and like you you think you've packed everything, but it turns out there's like nine boxes of stuff still left, and you're just throwing stuff out and throwing stuff in boxes, and yeah. it's like what I'll just buy it. it. That's what it was like, where it was just like I don't I don't know like this person I guess will keep this. So like it was it was chaos. Like our boss was fired. And then our boss's boss quit. So then we were managed by our boss's boss's boss who hated us. So then they, it was like, there were people who got fired, who got brought back for, I think more money than they were making before. It was just, it was not. Were they doing it via email? Were they bringing people in? People were crying in the hallway. They were were bringing like a bunch of people into zoom meetings and being like, you're all fired. Oh my God. I don't don't know if this, so I don't know if this was the layoff. It might've been a different one, but there was, there was one layoff where it was for a zoom meeting and the password was spring is here. And then (laughs) when the meeting started, he laid everyone off. Spring is here. Bye. That is, that was the password to get in. Bye. B-Y-E. B-Y-E. Goodbye. Spring is here. You guys got a big vacation. Oh, my God. Just nightmare. Yeah. One time I had layoffs at work, and it was funny that um, I I told my coworkers, I said, the way it was, it was like, hey, can we everyone come in tomorrow for specific meetings? And we're going to have specific meeting times with each person. And I was like, sounds like there's going to be layoffs. And they were all like, no, 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 no. I was like, really? It's just the way we're all meeting individually. Like, I don't think we're getting bonuses. Do you know what I mean? I was like, yeah, I don't yeah. think it's like, it's not the time of year where we do negotiation. And um, everyone got fired except me. And I told them, and I was like, I think we're getting, we're there. And they were. And you were the only one not laid off. Mm-hmm. Did you go in the meeting and they said, hey, so, like, did they tell you we've been letting a lot of people go yeah, today? Yeah, they told me I was first. And they said, we're keeping you. Um, uh, here's what's happening. But we're gonna fire everyone else. It was a small office. It was like there was like three or four yeah. people they're firing. Um, but I went out then knowing that everyone's they're all getting fired. You saw their faces. Yeah, I mean, I went back to work and did just you did you go out and you just go out and we're like, spring's here. <laughs> no, but I was very conscious of like not coming out and being like, like I I, I wanted to avoid because I was like everyone's about to have their meeting, so I didn't want to like give away like. You know, I didn't want to, like, either way, you know, I didn't want to be you, like, how could you, you, go, you, go, like this, you go like this? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. But this one guy, he came out, I'll never forget. He came out and he sat down across from me after he got fired and he goes, <sighs> haven't had a drink in seven years. I'm going to go get one. And I was like, I want to be like, no, oh, he's doing great now. Okay. He's doing great now. He's a different job. He like lives. I don't, I don't know drinking wise if he's doing great, but he seems to be doing great. <laughs> he got a different job right after that. Um, uh, but I was like, so like, Oh God, I don't want to like, it was That's like very brutal. stressful, you know? Uh, yeah. He, he should have said, you know, <sighs> what would have stopped me from getting that drink? If you had warned me, Russell, <laughs> if you had warned me before I went in there. Oh, no. Yeah, it oh. was bad. I mean, it it was just it was just handled bad. The thing about BuzzFeed that I will say is that they were incredibly good at hiring very talented people and incredibly bad at treating them well. Yeah. Like uh and so the day of this layoff, it was just like people were crying. It was like and actually I remember the day of the layoff, uh I like uh, I want to say like either a, a famous figure skater was there to do an interview. <laughs> <laughs> Oh and I forgot God. who it was. It was I was like an Olympian who was like in the lobby and he was just like, What is going on? Like everyone is crying, drinking, and he's just there to do it. 
<laughs> oh my god! Imagine you have to work that day too. Like you're like, yeah. I imagine some people doing that. I don't. It's like, ugh, it's crazy. When when people were laid off, did they like lose access immediately? Like, are they kicked out? Oh yeah. I mean, it was. It was just like yeah. The, it was. It was immediate. It was. Oh. It was rough. It was bad. And again, I I still had a job, so like you know, it, this not from the perspective of someone who lost their job, but it. it after that, the people who remained, it was just like, well, we've seen what you've done to everyone who doesn't yeah. work here anymore. Yeah. Did how long did you have? How long after that were you there? A year. A year. Did, did the, any of the people who left, did any of them, were they uh, go public and go make their YouTube video, make their post about BuzzFeed sucks, fuck this place? Probably. I mean, it's everyone. I feel like the making your making your why let BuzzFeed video is sort of like a, a time honored tradition for yeah. no other reason than like it compl- it juices your subscriber numbers. Of course. Yeah. So I watched like, I watched yours and I watched someone else before you who worked on Ladylike. Uh, I just watched two why okay. left BuzzFeed videos. I'm trying to think who else made one, but yeah, everyone makes one because it's just it's like a one. Also, the other reason why it's good to make one, and I say this ever having talked about BuzzFeed for an hour, uh, is that like it's a way to kind of be like, this is the last thing I'm saying about this. Can I move on with my life? Yeah. Sure. Um. Yeah. And did but I imagine BuzzFeed contracts at that point after that were like, if you get laid off, you can't make this video. No, I don't. Maybe they did. I don't know. I I didn't sign anything. I never signed any sort of like non disparagement. I mean, here's the thing. I disparaged BuzzFeed while I worked there. Like I I talk shit about the company while I, like on Twitter all the time. Like really? Well, yeah. I mean, what what were they gonna do? I apparently lay off a third of the company. <laughs> they were, but like I was, I, you know, it. it I think every time, because like every time that like Jonah would get into it with somebody online, everyone would be like, you know, they, Jonah would lose. So it's like, yeah, yeah, there's yeah. no yeah. benefit to him fighting back with like random disgruntled employees. So. Yeah. And so you left, what was this, 2002? I, I left January 2020. Oh, wow. <laughs> yes. Interesting time. Yes. And is it has it just been for that company just downhill from there? Just just oh, less and less and less. Yeah, just like less and less and less. Well, what like, what do they do now? They I don't here's the thing, I don't know. I there's so few people I know who work there anymore. Um I, I don't even know who is still there. I know that they downsized their office again. It's just the thing is I think I know a couple people who are there and it's like it's hard because like you never want to quit your job if you don't have like a source of income. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't really know. I don't really, I don't keep up. It's like a boyfriend that like I left right in the street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just the internet. Just those companies lost all their power. I mean, they did. And I wonder if there will ever be a thing of that again, or whether we have moved on to these. I don't know. It's just you. You were in the thick of this huge internet creation and dissolution and it was so powerful and it all went away Mm -hmm. and you just wonder what the next thing is or if it all just becomes incredibly individual and we is it just more and more of us having our patreons and our youtube ads and so content is like i mean the formats of content obviously move in phases like you know this Yeah, yeah um but like kind of the the fundamentals of the things that people share and people make do not change at all. People are making the same things now they made 10 years ago. They're just making it on TikTok. Like it's the same formats, the same principles. Like, yeah. you know, and so it's if you know how to make content that connects with people, you will always know how to do it. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of having the technical skills to do it somewhere else. So And just adapting to algorithm ch- I mean like I you know, I've had to figure out 
just, oh, Facebook's doing this now. Okay, Facebook's kind of dead. I still post shit on Snapchat. What? And Snapchat is having like a revival of they're doing some new program where you can make some money there. And it's just like, okay. I get, I mean, TikTok is kind of like every. You use Snapchat, but for like other things. <laughs> You're like, don't talk to me. Don't put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> I've actually never used Snapchat. I can barely. I mean, I you know, as someone helps with these posts, but like Snapchat, like I still don't understand how it works. I don't. I don't. I it's Snapchat was the first app where I was like, did you make this hard to operate on purpose to like keep like like I was too old to even know how it worked. Well, yeah, I mean, you weren't you didn't grow up with it. Like Snapchat was like basically like a like a messaging app for teens, like 10, 15 years after you were a teenager. So like there's you're there's no reason for you to know about Snapchat. It's like, you know I was there for MySpace. I was very young. I barely knew how to use MySpace, but Facebook. Yeah. I was there. I was there when I had to use my high school email address to make the account because it was like affiliated through School systems. You couldn't just make an account yeah. willy. You had to be a Catacho College. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I did it in That's high school. Originally, college, and then, and then I think they must have expanded high school. I still yeah. have posts. Yeah, I, I remember Facebook. <laughs> you remember? Let's let's explain Facebook. To you. There are there are listeners to this show that will, will not never know who will like where there was like the thing of the poke and it was like what is this? Oh, the and poke! It was like, oh my god! Oh my the gosh. poke! You poke, and it would be the weirdest it. people poking you. Every so often. I usually poke people. I, feel I, like it was bet, a I bet you were a big poker. Big poker. Poking poker. was like basically... Assault. Like... Sexual assault. Uh-huh. uh-huh. I mean, so now it is. <laughs> for po- poking, its only function was Russell J. Daniels poked you. Poked them back. Oh, I thought its only function was to like indicate that you wanted to fuck someone that oh, you weren't able to like... I didn't think that. I thought it was like like just being like, hey, that. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Sure. That's I mean, what I thought. I, it could be flirty. It could be like. Look, all men were just like, thought we were just going, hey. <laughs> no, I'm sure there were. That's what Russell were, said in court. I, definitely, it was a, hey. I think there were definitely men who were like, I'm poking, you know, but. Sure. But the other thing is, like, you couldn't, like, poke. You have to wait for a poke back before you poked again. So That's you couldn't, like, so poke true. harass anyone. No. Yeah. you. Ha- no. It was a mutual poking. But I feel like it usually devolved into, like, we should actually interact. And Facebook, this was back when you had to identify who you were. Yes. You couldn't, which my, my like, this is not my theory, but I'm like, I do believe, I'm like, wouldn't the internet be a better place if we all had to say who we are? But people talk, people app, like show their asses even though they say who they are. Like we thought actually that like showing your face and like your name would cause you to behave better. And we know it doesn't. Yeah. You know, people say ridiculous things under their names and faces all the time. Like people just don't yeah. care. Like I go through waves. Sometimes I'm really strong and I see a comment that's me and I go, that's fine. And then other times I'm like, I'm going to say something back. Do comments bother you still? Uh, the, the kind of comments that bother me. Say it so everyone knows. <laughs> it's like I, I. It just depends. Like, like this is the studio's newly set up, and we we talked about it before. Oh, we're like someone was like couch being too small. Couch being too small, and I was like, I was like, fuck you, fuck you. How fucking dare you? Yeah. Uh, I don't mind any about like my looks or appearance. If they say not funny, hacky. Oh, I hate. I knew where that joke was going. That makes me mad. Someone recently we posted like our talking about Ricky Gervais. We were talking shit, but some people being like, "Oh wow, three, three, uh, whatever losers commenting on a guy who's successful." What do you know? And that made me mad. 
Yeah, I can see. I mean, yeah. uh, the only things that make me mad are not funny. Not funny drives me wild. Uh, not funny is a tough one. Drives me wild. And when uh, people uh, call me like a fake native, that makes me. Oh, my God. That makes me like see flames. That makes me. Those I actually sometimes respond to. And, and what do you what do you say? Um, usually it's somebody who it's somebody outside community who like doesn't understand. Um, and so I'll be like, listen, my family knows who I am. Uh huh. That's all that really matters. Um, and when they get that comment, do they do they like it and go, that was a very nice, well put? No. Never, never. No, no. Here's the thing. Responding to comments about people who like want to deny like who you are as a person, it, yeah. it's, oh, it devolves into, it It scratches an itch that only gets itchier. There's uh-huh. no point in doing it. But like, Yeah, I agree. Stop. Yeah. So, sure, let's talk, let's talk about that. So right. do you have, you have a native heritage? I'm a native person, yeah. You're a native person. Yeah. And, and did you know this from the, the, your whole life? Yes. I have known this my whole life. I did not have... The the technology did not exist for me to have like proof or have like connections to my culture or anything like that or like know who like my family members were. But like, yeah, I've known like my whole life. I just didn't have like, you know, I had no information about it. Mm-hmm. Like it's only in like the last, I mean, honestly, like decade that that's even really been possible yeah. for people like me to know. But yeah, like I've known like my whole life. Like when you were a kid, like. I'm like fake Italian, like barely Italian. But <laughs> Your name's when I was, ra- I'm also I'm, fake Italian. Yeah, yeah. But my my father, I, I said recently there was there's some symbol. It's like a face with three legs around. It looks too close to a swastika for. Oh, uh, the 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 crest of the Isle of Man. Yes, <laughs> and my father, when I was a kid, was like, "This is our family crest." That's not even an Italian crest. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. He, and every he night me. we pray. To Christopher Columbus. <laughs> Truly. Over spaghetti. <laughs> he was like, this is our family sauce, ragu. And you're like, this is not. And and he, he told me, you're 100% Italian. 100? At what? At an age where I go, my Jewish mother is part of this. It has to be. And and he, he told me, you have family in Sicily. And, and we, listen, I think we do. We do. Sure. But it's like. When I then went to Italy mm-hmm. after college, and I went to Sicily, and I said to my dad, "Like, hey, I'd love, love to get in contact with us." In touch, and he was like, "Ah, oh, I can't find them. I can't find them. Where are they?" And I was like, <laughs> "We That's, talked about this my yeah. whole childhood." When you were a kid, yeah, was was uh, was being native. If am I using the term correctly, being native? Yeah, was that a part of like your childhood, like? like your identity as a kid honestly not really because well for a couple reasons one my mom um and i've talked about this like on our channel but my mom was stolen um and so my mom was disconnected from her family uh for all my childhood so my mom just kind of was like a person and i just didn't know anyone else related to her biologically Mm. at what age was she six and when you say stolen what do you mean uh the police came to her house in the middle of the night and uh so like there's a long tradition in this country we'll say of stealing native children and giving Mm. them to white people uh and my mom was one of those children uh and like police came in the middle of the night and took them and gave them to uh, a white person what 
What pretext did they claim? Like, what do they say? Usually, it's, I mean, in this particular case, the pretext is uh, the kids are being mistreated or they're being neglected, uh, which, like, is sometimes the case, but, like, it's, you know, instead of giving them to, like, other Native people, it was just, let's just assimilate them. Wow. Yeah. At six. Mm. Where where was her family? So, now i mean uh, they were i mean they kind of got like they got her siblings got separated so like they were i'm actually writing a book about this yeah i I, (laughs) I was was in arizona and i i went to uh a a res i got food like that was part of a reservation and the guy was explaining to me like just the 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 politics and the of reservations and like how they relate, how and it was just like, oh my God, it's this whole world of government yes. yeah. that I don't even, I've yes. never known yeah. about yeah. at yeah. all and the relationship of it all. And he was also talking about the casino element and how the casino, the, they had this casino and it, it funded this part and this, I mean, it was, and they shared, these two reservations shared a casino and they shared the same, and it was, just wild. Yeah. It was so it was so intricate. I had no idea. Yeah. I mean, it's a whole, I mean, uh, Native nations are autonomous nations. Like, yeah. they have nation-to-nation relationships with the United States of America. So, like, I mean, like, the Haudenosaunee, which I am, so I am, I am Gayukono Onduwaga. So, like, that, which in English is Cayuga and Seneca, which uh, you would know them as the Iroquois. Okay. Uh, but mm. the Iroquois is a, or Iroquois is a slur, actually. Um, I told you to stop saying that. <laughs> No, but that's what that's what I remember <laughs> you learn about that's what they would label it name it in school growing up was yeah. that the, the ir- fact yeah. that I just said that word is that okay like when you say <laughs> oh, or is that bad it's fine it's not it's not a big deal I mean I say okay. it's, if you ever you hear a word for a native person that is obviously French or Spanish you should probably interrogate like who came oh. up with that word it is the Iroquois of course <laughs> <laughs> don't say <laughs> adding Wait. a French <laughs> I made it worse. I don't know. I don't know. That might be more offensive to the French. I know. Oh my god, I'm so nervous. <laughs> no, it's fine. I mean, it's just like it's when I say slur, I mean like it's uh, it means like snake. Like it's it's a uh, it's a uh, it's based on like a I think an Anishinaabe word for like the which were like the enemies of like the the Haudenosaunee. Uh huh. So like it was like basically like through the misinterpretation of colonialization, like like Iroquois became like the word for the Haudenosaunee. Uh-huh. Uh, which is the six nations of which two of my nations are a part of, uh, which I know is very complicated. You're going to remember all of this, and there will be a quiz. So. I mean, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's no. I, well, I know not to say that word any anymore. I, I, but, but just to educate me, I don't need. Yeah. To, do I need to bleep it out? No. Okay. No, it's Ooh. fine. It's. <laughs> I don't need to bleep it. Out. They still. So a lot of like. I did a podcast once. There was a guy. He said, "Say this Italian word," and I did. And he said, "That's the Italian version of the N word." I was like, "What the oh fuck? My I would you gotta cut this out to you?" Was like, oh, he was fucking with me, and it was like, it was like, it wasn't, oh the, it wasn't the exact. No. But I was like, "What the fuck, dude?" No. Now people tell me, "I'm like, I'm not saying that word." What does oh that mean? Oh my god! We it's cut not, it out. It, it was like I was like I had to sit with him, be like, "We're cutting it out in front of me." Now, no, I mean you should instead of Iroquois, you should say Haudenosaunee, which I know is longer and has more syllables. Okay, <laughs> Hodna, Haudenosaunee, Haudenosaunee. Yes, Haudenosaunee. Yes, your turn, Haudenosaunee. Great, wow, well, got it in one. Perfect, perfect, nailed it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, okay, so so your mom was was then. Uh, stolen, but then adopted. How, how do you view her parents? Do you view them as her adopted stole? parents? Yeah. Her adopted parents. 
It's complicated. It's complicated, right? It's complicated. Yeah, sure. Because um, they adopted her at at six. She was. I I want to say so. Then I think it was made legal when she was nine, but I think she was taken when she was six. Basically, like wow. her, she was kind of selected from like a bunch of like her siblings. Basically, like her adopted parents picked her as like the child that they were gonna have mm. because she was quieter, and so they thought she would. Yeah. It's bananas. It's, it's bananas too, because you're like, that's not long ago. No, like, this was the '60s. Yeah, it, and the thing, yeah. it's, and it's complicated because my mom loved my mom loved her adopted father, loved yeah. him, had a complicated relationship with her adopted mother, but loved her adopted father. And I never, I never knew him. And my adopted grandmother died when I was 13. So like, I don't really. These people are kind of like. I don't have like the same emotional relationship to them that my mom does. Definitely. So to me, it's it's kind of easy for me to flatten them out and be like thieves. But for her, it's sure. like yeah. you know, for her, like they're like the people who saved me from right. a sad mm. life. Yeah. Right. Well, if she's six, you're like you don't have that many memories from before then. So oh, you're like oh, most yeah. of her life memories. Yeah. Are- so like it's a it's a complicated thing. And like, you know, when I was a kid, like my my dad's mom gave me like this like madame alexander tiger lily doll and was just like you because you that's this is you Uh right and like (laughs) and like she had like a kind of a weird fascination like she kind of would ask my mom about it a lot and it kind of bothered my mom um yeah you know obviously because it was like very so like i knew about it i just it was one of those things where like I didn't have uh, the ability to research or learn or find these people because, like, the technology didn't exist. Was your mom interested in her heritage or was she like, eh, the past is the past? I think both. Yeah. If if that makes sense. I think that she is very much like moving forward, not looking back. Yeah. Back there's pain. Forward is Mm. better, good meals and fun times. So, like, I think that. You know, for me, it's like we have I think we have different ideas about like what healing is uh-huh. and like what that looks like, um, you know, and obviously like we had different childhoods. So <laughs> what, yeah. when did you become interested in like learning more or investigating it? I think it became I think it, it was like an itch in my brain that I could never quite satisfy. And I think like I kind of reached a point where. Um, we did so we did a video where I took a DNA test and I was just like you know what we're just gonna do this and then I can find you know it it it's for once and for all we're just gonna we're gonna put it to bed like maybe this is a lie maybe maybe this is actually something my mom just made up and then it wasn't and then I was like okay I have to actually I have to I have to figure this out like I have do you to- have any fear because I've never taken a DNA t- I mean there's other fears about you know DNA yeah whatever sure but if I found out that I was 4% Italian, 3% Italian, I go like, man, that is that is really small. Did you have any fear uh-huh. of, oh, I'm going to lose something that feels like it's part of my identity? Or like, or did you, or, or like what your threshold was? Like if you, you know, I just imagine you, you had fears. Yeah. Yeah. And what was your was it that it was going to be like zero? My fear was my fear was that it was going to Honestly, I was afraid of I was afraid of what actually happened. I was afraid that cuz for a long time, 
I think my mom was like, we're native. And I was like, sure, mom, you know, like that's, you know, that's, that's fine. Even though like my mom is obviously not white. So it's like, I, that took like a, a, a Titanic level of denial on my part. Sure. Um, but I think I was just kind of like afraid that I'd wasted so much time on something that I could have been exploring. Mm-hmm. And that, cause like if it, if it wasn't real, then I hadn't wasted any time. And obviously I wasn't talking about it publicly. So it wasn't yeah. like, you know, I didn't have to worry about having staked my reputation on it. Um, but it was just, I think I was worried that, you know, I would be this person who just had spent so much of their life not knowing about who they are or where they came from. Um, and that ended up being what happened. It's the, <laughs> the funny, the joke that I, that my wife and I tell is that like, so you know the movie Frozen 2, I know, and I haven't seen it. Okay, so Frozen Two is quite literally a native reconnection story. Like uh-huh. that, that's like the text. Sure. Uh, where, where basically Elsa is just like, uh oh, so I think I'm actually connected to something that you know exists beyond me. And then she finds out that she's like, uh, like an indigenous person who like lives in where whatever fictional indigenous people live there, or whatever. Sure. Um, and I think it was like that where it was like, I knew something was wrong. And if it turned out that nothing was wrong, I could just move on with my life. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But it turned out something was wrong. So now I have to go figure out what that is. And now I have to figure out all this, all these pieces, all these painful pieces, meet all these people, like learn all these things about myself. And like, that's a lot more work than just, you know, living my life as if I had before. Yeah. And so when people comment stuff like, oh, you're faking it, that it's upsetting because they're denying you're who you are. Yeah. Because it's just like... Listen, I've I've earned this. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I've like I I have suffered a lot to get here. Like this isn't just like a fun hobby for me or like a you know a fu- like my th- my part time job. Um, you know it's it's part of my life and like it it it's part of the process by which I heal myself and try to understand and preserve the important things about me that for a long time I've just sort of buried. Uh, and so when some random piece of shit is just like, sure. I don't know anything about you, but I'm going to ruin your fucking day. I'm just like, well, what if I ruined it back? And then we just kind of like go in circles for a while until I lose interest. Was this, I feel like the, the, the Elizabeth Warren of it all was the thing where people really focused on people suddenly were like, people are faking this or they, I don't even know with Elizabeth Warren, but mm-hmm. I imagine when that happened, it must've stirred up. Like that's that's what these people that's what these people commenters yes. are are saying. Yeah, I mean, like that's a oh, that's like oh my god, that's like the third rail of native discourse is like yeah, who uh, it's it's who gets to hunt for people who are faking it and not, and like who get like who's in charge of that process and who isn't. Yeah, and like there are people who are kind of famous who've made their name of finding these pretendians. And like pretendians, that is a brutal name. Pretendians. That's a brutal. There's also name. another word. There's descendians, which is people who are descendants, but not descendants enough where they should claim. Oh, and yeah. what is, is there? That, is is that there a number? Percentage? Is there a percentage or a, a no? So that's like then a... we're so now we're getting into blood quantum, which is like oh. another thing. Yeah. Um, blood quantum is like it's it's. Every native person, well, not every native person, because like some are disconnected and they aren't, aren't. But the government actually issues certificates uh, to native people, uh, declaring them a certain amount of native blood. It's called a CDIB. It's a, a certified degree of Indian blood. 
Uh-huh. Which is wild that they sure. do that for uh, human human people. Oh um and you use that you use that piece of paper to do what? You use that piece of paper to access certain benefits. Okay. Um so like in the state of Michigan, for example, if you are a quarter, you can get your college paid for. Um a quarter quarter's yeah. hot. So what's that is that number fluctuate per state? Well, it, it not not all states allow that. Like that's just that's yeah. just a random benefit. That sure. just one thing I know. Like I don't know. I don't know like the the whole list. No, you, don't yeah. <laughs> you don't know. You don't know the rules. I don't have the menu of state. like options. The way you know the age of consent in every state. Yeah. 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 Um. But yeah, like my cousins, for example, like they have CDIBs, but okay. like, but I don't. Um, because like my mom was more disconnected, and so like because my mom doesn't have one, so like she, so I don't have one. Um, but, uh, but like basically some people say that once you get below a certain threshold of Indian blood, you should not be able to claim that you are native, but like that is colonialist and silly and nonsense. And like it, it, it's not, it's something that most native people do not agree to. Um, because like it, like there's a great, there's a native comedian, Sienna East, who has a joke that's like native people are the only people where the more sex we have, the less of us we make. Um, because <laughs> like they're you know the idea is that like well like if I like if I had children it'd be like well they're not they're nothing they they might as well just be white sure uh, sure yeah. I see that mm-hmm. yeah oh is, that's so true. so in your mind is it is it that you you have to be be more inclusive at the risk of someone might exploit it like what what ultimately with Elizabeth Warren what was the conclusion she's not she's not native she's okay. like <laughs> so, so let me ask this. I'm glad we established that because I didn't not, know. Because I didn't know if like no. again, I didn't look into it deeply. No. Uh but I think my fear is that I was gonna be like, Well, is she? And you'd be like, Well, she says she is, so fuck you. Like, of course. I'm try- I'm I'm a big oh everyone. Okay. This isn't a test. Like you're not gonna no, get but, yeah. No, but I mean I don't know. But so so tell me in your view, uh why? Why Okay, so no. this is the other third rail of native discourse. This is like It sounds like a lot of third rails. It sounds very tricky. <laughs> it's oops all third rails. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh- <laughs> okay, so this is I'm gonna say I'm gonna say this is like to the native people listening to this. I am not the reconnecting decider, okay? I'm uh-huh. not the person who decides. This is just this is just me talking. In in my belief, people the native people are people who are connected and claimed by their communities with a big asterisk that some people don't get to be connected and claimed by their communities because they're stolen or because of racism um, or because of like other reasons. Like, so, cause we can't just say like people who are claimed by their communities. Cause like there are lots of black native, like black natives who like aren't claimed by their communities or have been disenrolled. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, genocide is obviously very complicated. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> and it's, you know, I think it, it like being native, it's sort of like a, it's the porno rule, right? Like you kind of know it when you see it. It's like, you know, people who are reconnecting generally are repairing something that happened within living ish memory. Not always. Yeah. But most of the time. So like, you know, for example, like you, you might be repairing a connection because like you're, you know, you were stolen or your parent was stolen or like your grandparent was sent to boarding school or some combination of those things. Yeah. Um, and so like Elizabeth Warren isn't native because like, you know, it, she has her, it's like, she's not connected to the community. She, it's like a tiny little percentage from like a billion, thrillion, gazillion years ago. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's not, 
you know, it native is sort of, it's like a verb a little bit. Like you kind of have to like be an active participant in it. It can't just be something you like throw out into the world. In your mind, had she lived differently, could she have? No, because like no. she didn't have it. It's like, it's not, you know, it it's with reconnecting native, like reconnecting natives in a lot of instances are like missing family members. Like, uh-huh. you know, they're, or like their family, you know, it's, it's not like her connection was far. Oh my God. This is, I'm, this is how I lose my whole career. Uh, so it's, it's like, no, it makes, no, no, it makes, I think, I think most people are. It's, this is, it is basically, it is super complicated. You know, it when you see it, Elizabeth Warren is not native because like her fan, it's not like she lives in like a native community or like she was removed from a native community forcefully or she was like, or her, her or like her, close relatives were sent to boarding school or like, or removed from their families. Like it's, it's, you know, it, 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 there are lots of like contingencies for like who can be native just in case something happens. And like, she doesn't fit any of those. Sure. It just must be complicated because the same person, you know, getting really excited about uh, Elizabeth Warren, you're a liar, you're not native, or might also coincide with the same people going to you and going like, well, you're not native either. Like the, those, yeah. like it's, it's comp like do, do, when that all happened, was it enraging? Was it just like, because I liked Elizabeth Warren at the at the time before I became like a full on leftist and and whatnot, but like but like it was it was one of those tough ones where you're like ah oh, fuck I wish I wish I hadn't done that yeah she should have done that I mean it's like you know here it's tough and the reason why I'm trying to speak so carefully is because like this is it <laughs> it's difficult but. I think I was le- at the time I was less in I, I think I well how can I put this I was not as far along on this journey at that point when that happened I wasn't so far on the journey that I really understood kind of like how bad it was mm. like at the time I kind of looked at her situation and I was like oh you know what they're gonna say the same thing to me even though like completely different situation of course yeah. um and so I think like when that happened I kind of got scared like I kind of got like a little worried like oh they're you know that oh I'm, yeah I'm fake too you're right I'm a, I am also a fake person and honestly it wasn't until native people started coming to me and being like so are you gonna reconnect are you gonna like do that that i even thought it was an option i even that i even thought like i was gonna be acceptable um and you know that really i benefit greatly i benefit greatly from the fact that like i am already a public person Mm -hmm. and people will come to me and be like i will help you with something as opposed to like other people who may not have like access of course of course but yeah no (laughs) oh my god yeah it's it's who is native and who is not native is like welcome Welcome to the question of our time. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, that'd be that'd be a rough game show. <laughs> and you're one of the you're one host. of the competitors. I don't want to host. You're one of the. <laughs> I don't want to host. Is he? I don't want to host. Please. <laughs> um, that's uh, so so. How do you how do you connect with it with it now? It's 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 got to be one of the, I I have a joke on stage about uh. You there's like the founding of St. Louis. There's a museum, and it truly is like first there were Native Americans, and then there weren't. And it's like whoa, this museum just totally <laughs> yada yada. Yeah. You just you just watch, and there's some like moving like map of like all the all the Native American communities that mm-hmm. just get smaller, 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 and then yeah. and and they don't you know uh, uh, America. There 
my my feeling is why are you teaching history unless you're ready to teach history? There's no point in teaching people like kids like a cute version of history yeah. and then educating them later because not everyone gets the update mm-hmm. and then suddenly they think Pocahontas has like a hint of of truth like Disney's Pocahontas. Yeah. And how do you think it should be taught to children given because you grew up in an American education system yeah. you you had the same education we had do you think that you you bring kids and you you tell them right out the gate do you think like we're going to talk about the founding of America later when we're ready to talk about this for real no we should talk about it out the gate like I think like when I was a, <laughs> when I was a kid people used to say to me like my last name is Cherico and people would say to me like, "Oh, that's that's like Cherokee because you're yep. native, right?" And it's like, "No, it's that's how it works. It's Italian. Yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> just sounds like it. Yes. Yeah, that's how it works. <laughs> you know. And the thing is, is like that that also happens to me now. But people after that will be like, "Oh, I think that might have been racist. The thing I just <laughs> it's said. crazy. I mean, sure. it really is being like." Your name is Russell Daniels. You're Danish, right? Daniels. Yeah, yeah. Danish. I know right? I know a white like, girl named crazy, India. Crazy <laughs> logic. <laughs> yes. Exactly right. Yeah. I think like right, it would have made things easier because like I another thing I'm writing about is like, you know, I have a bit about the fact that like in the late 1700s, uh, George Washington ordered the murder of my people. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, you know, a, a tough place to start a bit from anyway. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> But like, you know, most it's like the guy on the money is like, you know, fucking enemy number one. Um, And but like, you know, I think that so I think things would be easier for a lot of people if we just were honest out of the gate and we didn't like have to deprogram everyone later. You know, it's so fascinating. We talk about this a lot. It's so fascinating how um, uh, uh, like precious or like how protective people are over weird historical figures that you don't know and are not related to. And because we're always like, we've always said on this podcast, on this podcast, if they said tomorrow, we're changing the American flag, it's going to be this now, I'd be like, okay, I don't care at all. If you told me we're taking down every single statue in America, I'd be like, don't care at all. But If you told me that I had to like, (laughs) in order to get my paycheck every week, I had to say George Washington sucks, I would do that. I don't (laughs) care. At all about but, any of these people, but I think there there also is like, if if America ever enters a war, Russell and I are sneaking out. Yeah, we are finding those Chabad tunnels, and we are sneaking out. <laughs> and and there's a, there's a degree where like, as I try to see the full perspective, I go, yeah, that's the, true. The reason that that they they that they feel this need to like make superheroes essentially out of the founding fathers is because the government goes, we need a mass body of people willing to yeah. die. Uh, uh, and religion used to be that thing. We used to uh, have everyone be like, oh, you'll be willing to die for this religious cause to keep this government and keep the social order. And f- there's a loose thing with with America where they're like, well, we need you to respect George Washington and the fable of democracy because one day us rich people will need to sacrifice you poorer people to maintain our lifestyle yeah. and that's why they're so determined to keep those statues up do you know what the word for george washington is in the seneca language no what it's town destroyer oh my god <laughs> brutal I, it makes sense brutal I, 
<laughs> Doesn't surprise me. He was really good at it. And the, you know, actually, why he got that nickname is because his great grandfather was imagine. also Town Destroyer. And when he came back, they were like, oh, you're the descendant of that other guy who also did the Town Destroying. Uh-huh. Like, uh-huh. I just always call you the same name because you're, you're functionally the same thing to us. Yeah. I would love, I would, I would call George Washington Town Destroyer for the rest of my life. Every statue of it renamed Town Destroyer. If Mount Rushmore collapsed right now, I'd say that's probably good. Take well, no, because Mount Rushmore is actually so. Mount Rushmore is actually <laughs> <laughs> wrong, wrong. Sorry, failed sorry. ally. <laughs> failed like ally. Every time I talk to someone who isn't native, I feel like I'm like the cop. I'm, I'm just like actually everything no. you know. <laughs> actually, the natives built that and they love it. And it's their favorite statue ever. <laughs> you. It's actually so. It's actually a sacred spot, and it was defaced when it was made under Mount Rushmore. Yeah. Like it's yeah. Actually, oh, okay. So so yeah, I meant yeah. like just have it be a mountain still. <laughs> you might change it to faces like, of and they they didn't clean up the rubble, so all the rubble down. that they chiseled off is still at the bottom. So are you saying they should just glue all the rubble back up? That's what I was saying. Glue all the rubble back, <laughs> make it look like a nice, pretty mountain again. Take away those faces. It's weird that we have a mountain face thing. Because you know, if anyone defaced, if someone wrote on the the nose "Town Destroyer," it'd be fucking everything. Oh, and God yeah. forbid, everyone have to pretend to care about this thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I mean, you've seen, I mean, it is, and again, I, I don't have kids, so I don't have to worry about this stuff really, but, but, uh, critical race theory became like the fucking talking point forever. And it's, it's, you just see how these people cling on to this myth that they need to hold on to. And that was, that wasn't even for things about, uh, Native Americans. Like that was, that was even... People aren't even ready to recognize those crimes or talk about them or how to oh. talk about anything. People will comment to me on Twitter sometimes. They'll be like, well, you guys lost. So oh, you, so what, what are you mad about? Sometimes people lose wars and this is what happened. So it's like, yeah, the denial is like, it's very deep. So what would you do? What's your history class? <laughs> you get to, you get to, so, so, okay. What, when do they teach us? Uh, Kindergarten. They teach First grade, history second grade. throughout. You didn't want just one year of history. What, what? But second grade is where I felt like second grade is where really like in kindergarten they weren't talking. Oh no, yeah, much. you're right. Second grade. Second is grade. We start introducing. The so concept. second grade, we burst in there. We tie up the teacher. <laughs> Why are we doing <laughs> that? Yeah, let's so do a the, felony. Let's the do. Teacher, <laughs> teacher was bad. Teacher was. We're gonna bad. do this all in one day. It's not a curriculum. <laughs> it's one day. It's one day, and you this get is not to, gonna work. This whole is, program. What is this fucking like a clockwork <laughs> orange school okay. that we're putting together? Okay. I don't know if it's like we're gonna have a better school. It <laughs> involves holding the hostage teacher and like saying this is what's really going on, kids. And then we have to teach for how long? This is a terrible heist. I don't one, want you job. get you get one. You get to like it's Zoom. One. Everyone's everyone's on Zoom. You get we get to hack the Zoom. We get one second to talk to children directly. <laughs> one second. <laughs> one class. Well, let's say boobs. <laughs> <laughs> Just so the Janet Jackson. Oh my God. <laughs> really fucked those kids up. God. Oh. oh man. <laughs> it just doesn't it doesn't feel like we're moving in the right direction. No. No. In the last couple <laughs> of years. Doesn't feel like in I felt like ways. I felt like the world was getting more pro- at least America was getting more progressive and then it just feels like they fucking they those those conservatives they grabbed those reins and they got it back. No, it's I mean like it felt like we turned the lights on in like in a New York City apartment and you're like, "Oh my god, there's like 
lots going like like something happened where we can see a lot more of what was underneath the surface or something that we weren't seeing maybe as much mm-hmm. i don't know something yeah happened. i mean but like y'all aren't allowed to give up is the thing no no no, no. <laughs> like no. that's <laughs> I, feel, I see kids. i feel like every time i talk russell is just no. like <laughs> How have I Don't failed? Give up. How have I failed you this time? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I can tell that you're married because every time I talk to you, you're just like, oh no. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. We'll 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 keep fighting. Yeah. We'll keep fighting. That's, We're gonna blow up. That's Mount why Rushmore. we started this podcast. Are you gonna- <laughs> You're going to glue the pieces back on Mount Rushmore. <laughs> Don't blow it yeah, up. No, we can't blow it Make up. Make worse, jump yeah. go. <laughs> Wait, I have a dumb question. Where is that? South Dakota. Interesting. Why did they pick that spot? That's where the mountain was. <laughs> <laughs> but there's many mountains. <laughs> Do you know, like, why was why is the Grand Canyon in Nevada? <laughs> well, it's not. It's in Arizona. <laughs> I knew that uh, from my story earlier. Yeah. <laughs> it's in multiple places, isn't it? No. no it's just in Arizona. <laughs> it's, in, it's not a chain. I've never been. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was over many states. No, it's not that big. Well, I remember in, in Vegas Vacation, they go to it in the movie. And they're Vegas Vacation. Well, close. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, well, history. <laughs> let's go on to our next segment. This has got to stop. This has got to stop. Uh, Russell? Yeah, um okay, so white people when they um when they do Good. when they do like the white any sort of white emoji like hand, thumbs up, I think we have to pick yellow. Like the like we have to pick the neutral one. Do you know what I mean? So even a person of color, you're saying they can. No, they I have think to pick. It, for some reason it makes me uncomfortable well, when a white person picks. Goes out like, of their way. Goes out of their way to be like, I'm white, picking a white uh, thumbs up or something. <laughs> I don't know why it makes me uncomfortable. I'm just telling you. Why are you uncomfortable me, with race? I'm uncomfortable with a white person <laughs> saying I'm white. I think <laughs> there's like a pride in it or something. Man. There's there's something in it. <laughs> Sometimes you say something, you're like, yeah, this, the conservatives, like, they're going to go like, you see, he won't even say that he's white. See? <laughs> <laughs> but there is something where I'm like, I just see yellow, neutral, the the the, the neutral one, you know? Also, because I know one person, you're that saying they, I know yellow. one person that does the the white thing, but they, it's not, they, they're white, but they use like a slightly darker shade of the the thumbs up and i want to say to them you have to use the one all you have to use the white one that's real if you, you know what you I mean? can't like you can't you, you got to use you the color use that you the, are the, you can't, you be can't like, use the like slightly darker one cuz you're think you're italian or something like you have to <laughs> wait but white comes in shades no if you're white <laughs> yes, you have to use the furthest whitest one in the thumbs <laughs> that is a strong position to take Okay, let me look at this. Let me look at this. I, I'm going to tell you. I, uh, yeah, I want to see if like I what's... started sending you a text that looked like this. Let me see it. Wait, let me pull it up. Yeah, let me see how many colors actually. Uh, it's been so long. I don't generally use them at all. But like the, the hand clappies, for instance. Okay. Okay. So if I use this one, John Marco, or this one, that's crazy. That second one. That second one? That second one, if you're a little bit Italian, is okay. 
I don't know, man. No, I don't know either. The person, I, I'm with Russell on this I one. I think you gotta I, use that. I, what are you using? I use the yellow one because I'm lazy. See, sure. That's the other thing too. That's the other thing too. The yellow one. I'm just saying it's the the regular one that's there. I I, I think that it's like you're you've. I guess once you've sought it out, it's in your things and you can reuse it. But it is. I feel like it's strange. Anyways, I'm thinking a very specific person. It's not a. It's not a lot of things. It's it's. You know. I think I went through a phase, and this is a long time ago, where I was like, I'll use the black one, just because. Because, because I don't see color. I don't know. What? I just did it. No, I, that was a joke. But I'm just saying I did it. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But you did use the black one? <laughs> just like for thumbs up. Gianmarco. No. no. But that's why. It was simply because it was weird. No. Yellow? Yellow. Use the yellow one. I think, I think that those first two, could, one could be tan. Like Sometimes when I come back from the beach, I would go, it's time to use the second one. But I'm, what's the, what's the best winter, case scenario, though? You use the black one. What's the best case scenario for you? Someone's like, someone's like oh, oh. <laughs> you know, what, well, yeah, what? What was, what, what's the reaction that you like, what, what are you hoping for there? It's just, oh, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. A, a black thumbs up is equal to a white thumbs up. Equality. <laughs> when, do, when are emojis necessarily us? That's so. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying like it's more about the feeling of like got it, and I don't need you to be like got it, and I'm white. You know what I mean? Like I, I, just, I get that. I'm just saying you just need the gesture. But that's that's where my thinking was. I was going got it, and I'm and not even black? recognizing a race. It's just a just no, a but hand. You, are. you selected a different no, one. No, but it's the inverse of what you said. I, I don't know. You're saying you can't say you're white. Don't say you're black. It's very confusing. <laughs> I just use the yellow one because it's the first one on the option. I think ultimately that's what I do too, and 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 I that's why maybe it's just my bias. I like the yellow one, and it just is. It's a you know we're all on the same page. Uh, I don't know because there's sometimes I get a text. I was like, oh, I guess you are white. You know what I mean? <laughs> you should write that back. Yeah, oh. I got your white. You know, <laughs> we get it. You're white. When someone sends you like a picture of their child, are you like, we get it, white baby? <laughs> Um, White baby, gross. <laughs> uh, my this has got to stop. Um, uh, whenever there's something going on in the world, as there always is to some degree, I feel like people struggle with like, well, my social media, do I need – someone recently, and it was like a model or something, comes back and goes like, social media is complicated, but I think I'm going to keep posting again because I know that – my social media inspires people and moves people. And there's a degree where it's like, yes, but it's also your business. Like, we get it. I think we understand more and more sometimes your social media, it's you being your activist or trying to do something or raising money. But then sometimes you have to continue with your career. And in the same way, we don't go, to, we don't go up to a deli and go – why are you still selling food today? You should be making a your chef should be out front making a statement. I think we're beginning to understand. We're beginning to understand. Really she's spelling I'm sorry yeah. in deli meat. Yeah. <laughs> exactly though. We're all waiting to hear what you where you stand on this. And I I'd rather I'd rather rather than the post of like I know things are bad. I've decided my my content of me in a bikini is inspirational to people. That's disingenuous to me and it's like asking to be absolved of the complex nature of 
you are a person living in America, choosing to continue living your life while being in expressing your active like. Don't lie to me. Don't lie to me and saying these pictures are now that I, th- I reflected on it, and posting my most viral tweets is important. And so yeah. it's important I you get gotta, back you to gotta that keep, work. You got to keep working. You got to keep working, and, and, and you and, respect that too. Like if yeah. you just say like, "Hey, yeah. listen, I already this is this brand deal was scheduled before. I got to just post it." People, people get it. Like you know, yeah. they, the fourth wall has been broken on. That. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I, I just like that more than just like, I just can't stand. The 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 fo- oh I need to get back to this because it's important I need to get back to it because this is my job and this is what I chose mm-hmm. and I'm sorry if it's weird <laughs> but but don't say it's it's meaningful if if I release a podcast I was like I know I know people September 11th two happened today yeah but like <laughs> we really you got to hear our thoughts on Janet Jackson I know it would really yeah. cheer some people up that are depressed yeah to hear that riff. <laughs> Do you have this gotta stop? I do have this gonna stop. Um, I I hate it when people uh, make chicken pot pies that are not pies. Like I hate all chicken pot pie recipes where it's just the crust on top. It's a chicken pot pie. It's not a soup with a hat. Mm. It's a full fucking commit to the pie. Don't say it's a fucking. I don't want a soup with a hat. I want a pie. Yeah. I want a bottom. Give me the bottom Maybe and the, the top. Problem is we don't have a term for a soup with a hat, which we should. Feels easy enough. Yeah. We make we have every people kind of pastry. People are in making the world. it all the time. Yeah. People are all making those soup hats all the time. No, it's, it's, so there should be a term. It's for a it. scam because yeah. I think there's going to be a full pie there, and I crack it open. It's just a soup it's just, with a fucking no, hat. It should be called a scam. Scam <laughs> because it's it's like it's like a you know where the coyote runs into the fake tunnel. It's like oh, it's a pie. Yeah. Yeah. No bottom. No bottom. No, bottom, no sides. It's just soup. Yeah. I hear that. Mm-hmm. I hear that. I don't have a lot of chicken pot pies, but I'm always intrigued. I because I, I pies are too sweet for me. It's too. I like the crust more. Chicken pot pie pies. Chicken pies too sweet. No, no, no. I'm here. saying like pies. <laughs> oh. Okay. I'm saying like pies. So I like a savory pie. Got it. And there's not a lot of. I don't see savory pies just you know willy nilly out in the wild, and yeah. I would like more savory pies. I mean, I I love chicken pot pies. Yeah. Like, and I I I eat a lot of them. Which I feel like goes without saying, but like I just feel like you got to commit to the craft yeah. of the pie if you want to make the pie. Like, don't. Is there a store, a restaurant, a chain where you're like, oh, you got to get where you're going to get your chicken? Costco pie pies? makes incredible chicken pot pies. Really? Oh, Costco. Costco makes a, 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 a fantastic. I've been eating it since I was a kid. Wow. Uh, but mm. it, it only in certain seasons. So like we're in the season of chicken pot pies right now. Chicken pot pie season? Yeah, it's pot pie it's season. It's winter. You're not going to yeah. have it in July. Yeah, you're not having a, a 4th of July chicken pot pie. <laughs> Why? Why oh not? My God. I'm so mad. You're so dumb about food sometimes. <laughs> I cuz you don't like food and you don't you know it. Do you not like food? You're not, I love food. You're not intuitive. What do you mean I don't like you're, food. Oh, you just don't know it because you're, you know, you're like well, depriving yourself. Explain Listen, to me why chicken pot pie not in. It's a hearty line. meal that you eat when you're cold. Okay, you eat it. It's warming up the house. You're there's snowing outside. You're not gonna go and the, the height of summer, ninety five degrees. You're gonna eat a chicken pot pie. You're gonna sit outside in a chicken pot I pie. Like no one eats hot things in summer. Like all you eat is ice cream in summer. You eat a hot dog in summer. That's hot. No, you have it's hearty hot dog. No, it's a chicken pot pie. Like a chicken pot pie is basically the food version of a mother's love. You need that less in the summer than I think the winter. Yeah. Also, a hot dog is to go. You're moving. You're 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 outside at a barbecue. You're 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 doing things. 
chicken pot pie, you gotta sit down with a thing. Like you're you're sitting and you're inside in a sweater. What? You might be like a little mouse who lives in like a log. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm understanding. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know you didn't like food though. That's fun for no, you. I like food. I eat. I eat. I eat a lot of food. I enjoy food. He likes carrots. Do My remember, dog likes carrots. <laughs> you remember the Larry David debate? Uh, uh, there was a curb yeah, enthusiasm yeah, for Larry David. And what's the guy He guy's said name? he likes food more. He said, I Larry, like food more because I, I savor I, it. I savor it. You know, and then Larry, and Jeff argued that he's fat, so he he likes food more. You know, He's like, well, you fucking eat anything. Yeah, and Larry yeah. goes, I'm specific. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but you tell me you don't know when chicken pot pie season is. It tells me you don't know nothing about food. You look like someone who wouldn't know when chicken pot pie season is. <laughs> Let's go to our final segment. You better count your blessing. You better count your blessing. Russell, do you have a blessing? I'm looking for one. Oh. Um yeah, you know what? I'm I'm really grateful for and it's it's always something going on, but it's been like I sometimes I remember it and I'm like, I'm really thankful for this. I never hear from my neighbors across the hall. Never hear from them. And when I see them, they're lovely. But I never hear them. I never run into them. But then when I do, it's nice. And the people below me, they only come to New York two or three times a year. So I never see them either. So I'm never worried. And something about me is, you know, I like I, I like music. I like things. So I'm never having to worry about my sound kind uh-huh. of output. And that's a nice thing because I've gone, you know, you, sometimes I've gone other places and been like, oh, it's too loud or blah, 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 or we can hear you. Like, and it's like, oh, I never have to worry in my home base about that. And not not like I'm throwing raves at 4 a.m., yeah. but you know what I mean? Like, just You're like, a loud comer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's mainly what I'm concerned about, yeah. But the people below me and the cross the hall, the, it, it's like never a thing. So it's been, I, I'm very thankful for that because I, I forget it. And then it's like, oh, I, I do. There's a safety in that. And also because sometimes you go to someone else's house and uh, they, they're, they're very concerned about like, oh, you know, and it's nice to like not have that concern. I think about when I was a musical theater kid and I'm like, and I wasn't a full realized adult and realized how my actions had impacts like the people who had to live next to me oh yeah and i'm warming up some days of my life and i'm like those they they should have been mad like they were fair yeah oof yeah um you're doing scales you're doing not scales no i'd say well uh, if i'm warming up i'm just singing whatever i would be singing in the show full voice lessons oh no 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 no, no. (laughs) um it's usually in the shower uh, my blessing. I was in uh, uh, Tampa a, a little while ago, but I my opener Liam Nelson. He's been open to me for for a while, and uh, we have. I feel like we have gone into a really good rhythm of like. I, I sometimes I get very lonely on these weekends. I mean, it's it's a brutal life, but we have become closer. And and I'm like, I want to do activities. Like you, f- let's figure out an activity. I'll pay for it. I'll cover it. And then we'll go do something that feels like an experience. And I feel like we're now kind of on the same page. And like we both like, you know, it wasn't that big, but we got, we did smoke cigars and I never smoked cigars. Mm-hmm. And he taught me how to smoke a cigar. And uh, it was a lot of fun. We went to a really great cigar bar. And I think I like cigars now. Mm-hmm. I wrote you right after. I said, we got to get cigars. Uh, you like cigars? I don't. I like, <laughs> I, like um, I like a cigarette when I'm drunk. Well, let me tell you, this cigar, 
<laughs> that I got there. It was like he took me to like the the mild section. Yeah, and it was uh, the tip was dipped in sugar cane, so like it was like a little oh, candy yeah. every time you put it in your mouth. It was like a little sweet treat. Yeah, and it was a lot of fun. Yeah, and I'm gonna get us some. I like the i the aesthetic and like the idea of sitting around smoking a cigar, but I never enjoy it when I'm doing it. Looking at the sweet one, it's called Sugar Lips. Okay, it's called Sugar Lips, and we're gonna get it. <laughs> so that's my blessing, uh, Liam Nelson. Uh, great opener, Sugar Lips. Great comic. Do you have a blessing? I do have a blessing. Um, I am. You know what? I'm gonna shout out my little stand-up girl group. I'm in like a little group. I'm in a group in LA with like a bunch of female stand-ups mm-hmm. who are like a very diverse, wonderful group of girls. Uh, and they are so funny and so fun and so encouraging. And um, I feel like I wouldn't have taken the leap um, because I think for a long time I was just like, I don't want to deal with men. Uh, and like this sort of like took that away from that, like remove that as an excuse for me. Sure. Uh, and yeah. And like, I, it really, it like changed my life. It changed the trajectory of my life and I, my career. And I am really appreciative to them. So I'm just shouting them out. Nice. Mm-hmm. Do, do you guys do show? You just like meet up to write, or you do we, shows so together? We we have like a we have like a like a class we do like once a week, and then we all go to each other's shows. That's nice. Yeah, it's really yeah. cute. Mm-hmm. It's nice to go to other people's shows. Yeah, I've gone to so <laughs> many, many shows. It's it's tough to have performer friends, man. There's just I love going to people's shows. We've known each other a long. Time. <laughs> How often do you want me to go? I see you multiple times. A quarter. A quarter. <laughs> That's not true. Multiple times a quarter. I, I I'd say you see me do stand up once to two times a year. No. I, Tell me the last three times you see me do stand up. So I could go at the cellar. Uh huh. And I saw you. Um. Well. Uh, mm-hmm. Exactly. No, but I, I can't remember. But I know <laughs> that I've seen you. I see the big. I wanted to go to your taping. But I wasn't. My dad sees me more than you. No. Uh, <laughs> no. I see you at all the big things. All right. I'll come more. I'll come Russell more. Russell has three full-time jobs. Three full-time jobs. True. I went to the cellar. The I've gone to the cellar a couple of times and you performed. I didn't watch it. But I was there in the like restaurant uh-huh. while you so were performing. You went to the cellar but didn't see John uh-huh. <laughs> What was with Tova? Well, one time. I think it's, it's just one of those things. That, like you're, you're, you, you, you do. You do some. But you have certain friends where you're like, man, they haven't seen me in four years. That is a lot. Yeah. I see you a couple times a year. Yeah. You see me a couple times a year. I've seen you more than you've seen me. No. I'm keeping count. What? You saw me three we times? We got to end this. <laughs> Gutenberg. Okay. Titanic twice. Okay. I didn't make you come that second time. It's not about make. <laughs> it's not about make. It's about want. It's okay. about need. Okay, so you have three. You have three. Need. I'm gonna, and I'm I have gonna two. S- when, when can you... I'm going to see you again. When? Why? At the, th- <laughs> the thing. <laughs> the thing that you're going to announce eventually. I told you not to. I'm going to. And you're, you're going to go, no, but you're going to feel good. And you're going to feel so... Okay, well, I'll see you before that. <laughs> we'll be um, even. Okay. Uh, oh, I was just... I was pulling up when this comes out. I'm going to go to like this- six shows in one week and just get it all out of the way. <laughs> For the rest of your life. We're done for the rest of your We're life. Done. We're done until 2026. <laughs> Just binge watching. <laughs> this coming out January 23rd. What would you like to plug? Um, What would I like to plug? Oh, 
you know what? Just uh, follow me on Instagram. I'm it's Kristen Cherico. Um, come see my shows. I'm I live in LA. I perform in LA. Um, you know, eventually I will not do that. But for now, you know, come say hi to me. I whenever someone comes to a show and knows me from the internet, I always say hi. Take a picture. Like people are afraid to come up to me. Don't don't be afraid. I'm not scary. It's gonna be fine. So yeah. Hell yeah, Russell. Uh, you have five days left to go see. Gutenberg and say hi. Um, um, I'll have some other announcements coming up soon. But uh, we announced Uncle Function yet? Oh yeah, in March. No, it's May. 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 Uncle Function is gonna. Uncle we have Function. a show. We have a show in March. You and I. The downside. Yes. You've Thank you. Out. Yeah. So well, everyone... also follow me on Instagram at Russell J Daniels. Everyone in Los Angeles, Russell is coming for our first, his first, and my first downside live in, in Los in, Angeles. In Los Angeles, this is on. What March fourteenth. What the fuck did they put it in wrong? I swear okay. it's the fourteenth. March fourteenth, Hollywood Improv, seven thirty show. Tickets we kept tickets. I think they're just ten bucks because you got to get the drinks. Yeah, but we're gonna have a big guest. You get it? It's a small room. We want to sell it out. Hollywood Who are we Improv. Getting? What? Who are we getting? Oh, I have some. I'm gonna. Oh, you got ask masks? Pete first. Okay, Pete Holmes. Great. We'll see. Uh, well, I know you listen, Pete. Just text me back when you're done <laughs> listening to this. Uh, it, it will be it will be a very good. It will be there's lots of people in LA that, that we don't see that it'll be a good yeah. time. Uh, so go see that uh, this particular weekend. Shit, I closed it, but I believe I will be in. Here we go, Tacoma Comedy Club. Probably sold out by this point, but then I will be in Spokane. Not sold out for sure. And uh, then I'll be the Ontario Improv February 1st, Irvine Improv January 31st. Seattle, and then Punchline Sacramento, February 8th through 10th. Check it out. Join the Patreon, patreon.com slash downside. We got a bunch of live shows coming up in New York. We got that one in LA. We're trying to get uh, some other ones coming up. So just tell your friends about the podcast. We are growing. We are thriving. <laughs> and uh, listen, you ever see Mount Rushmore? You fucking... Get some glue. Get some glue. Get some glue. Get to gluing. Get to gluing. Get to gluing. This is the downside. One, two, three. Downside. Downside. You're listening to The Downside. The Downside. With John Marco Cerezi.